Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 156 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm fired up. Ew. (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Carly S. Thank you, Carly. Thank Thank you, Carly. All right. We got a fresh chapter for you. Your hands up already. (laughs) I wish wish the uh, chapter title was different. I guess we could make a song out of like the eye of the snake. The eye of the snake. It's the thrill of the strike. Ooh. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That was good. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that leads me into the next part. <laughs> Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 21 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Eye of the Snake. So make sure that you have read that half of the chapter. We'll tell you where to stop. And you're ready to waddle your way through the details. You said this is something about like slithering in. Um, I wonder like which eye of the snake we're talking about. Is it the like right eye, left eye, inner eye, inner eye? Ooh. To see the, the third eye, right? I don't know. Who hmm. knows? Who knows? But yeah, should have no. said the eyes of the snake. Okay. Let us. All right. It, it, it's 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 just the title. All right. <laughs> the peepers of the danger um, noodle. I have to tell you, Megan, that I don't appreciate your uh, weekly profit news at all. Sorry. As a matter of fact. <laughs> like, it kind of makes me feel some type of way. Yeah. Go ahead. Just um, go ahead. All right. Break everybody's heart. So go ahead. Break we- the internet. <laughs> <laughs> weekly profit news this week is some sad some sad news. Um, Does everyone have a sips. drink I to sip? Yeah. For sadness. Sips for sadness. Uh, the new Universal theme park that is titled Epic Universe is officially postponed indefinitely, which is a very sad word when talking about postponing projects. Um, so I guess I just wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you think that this means for the Fantastic Beasts themed area? Like, do you... Okay, so, like, with everything that's gone on with Joe... Do we think that this will do you think it'll still be there, I guess, in their in their plans when they repick this back up? I am curious. Mm. I, I think it depends I think on it, the films, which I don't honestly I'm not holding out a lot of hope. Depends on the films, depends on COVID. Yeah. It mm-hmm. depends on uh anything with money, honey. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Harry Potter, Harry Potter will forever be earning money. Let's, you know. Well, I think too that like, um, if it's a money maker, they're going to do it. So it kind of depends on the films. We only I, have well, two. Yeah. No, it, entire universe around a story that's unfinished. Correct? Agreed. Agreed. And I think that when it comes to universal, uh, 
Harry Potter is what saved that park. Literally, they Correct. were yes. they were about to, you know, they call it quits. Gonna go they were right? going to go bankrupt. Yep. So that was like their last. Let's try they this. Put everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. They put everything into Potter to save the park um, because it. Just, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's just not the same. It used to not be the same standard as other places you can go in Central Florida. So mm. people <laughs> people would just Jeez. choose other places over <laughs> Universal. And Harry Potter was a massive draw. I mean, I grew up coming to Orlando literally my whole life. And we never right. even considered stepping foot in Universal until Wizarding World mm-hmm. was I like put that in. you're not like naming the other place. <laughs> well, there's like, uh, I mean, it is, is it taboo. It's more than it's more than Disney, one. though. It's more than Disney. Oh, I mean, name there's drop. Bush Gardens. There's SeaWorld. Yeah. There's Bush Discovery Cove. Legoland. I don't know. Legoland. I don't know. They're much better. Universal is much better now because they have a lot more cash flow. They have the ability to to make the parks what they can now because of Potter. Um, you know what they would do if they were smart? Yes. They would scrap their little Fantastic Beasts yep. idea and yep, they yep, would yep. build something from the just the Potter yep. universe. Yep. I yep, was yep. just thinking I might, I, yeah, I might favor I, that more. I, I hope mean, they do. I'll be happy I with whatever we get. I favor that more. It's a story I know and love. I don't know everything there is to know about Fantastic Beasts. In order for me to really, if I'm going to pay money to go and like Say, say I wasn't going to do anything but go and do the Fantastic Beast thing. I would never go to something like that and pay that much money for a story that is unfinished. Like I said, I think I said that like two minutes ago or, or whatever. It's like it's not enough draw for someone, but in my you, opinion. Can't you say that about Avatar? Because technically, isn't there supposed <laughs> to be a sequel to that that hasn't happened yet? That's yeah, but that was that was yeah. making and it's only one film. And they have a whole thing on that. Is that story pretty complete in the end? I don't even... I watched Genuinely, it, but I They it. Kept, kept saying there was supposed to be a sequel. Like, he was working on a sequel for years. Because well, it took yeah. him years to make Avatar in the first place. Apparently, so, like, there are things in Pandora as well at Disney that, like, don't even make sense right now. Because he built them into the land knowing there was going to be another film. But, like, it's not explained to us yet. Which is just bad very theming. Crazy. Bad timing, in my opinion. But... I just kind of, I I agree that they should just stick to Potter. I I don't know. I just think that like at this point, we know the story of Potter. We know it's completion. It's always going to be complete because it's finished. We have no guarantees with Fantastic Beasts at this point if this story is ever going to get complete unless jk rowling just decides to pour a ton of money out of her own pocket to finish it because like people may not support it you know what i mean so like well think about all the actors that were in uh, that are literally in that film that you know well but like i think part of it is so like there was a whole drama of like the actors that were in it there was a drama of like a lot of people did not like that second film johnny depp's whole thing on the side that's what i'm saying like and then there's there's jk rowling and her whole controversy so like i just for me i don't see it going well um and like the whole divergent series that last film went straight to tv like i i stopped watching those movies i actually didn't even finish reading the books but how did that come up 
in my mind, like they made the book series. Are you safe movies. inside your mind? No, like uh, <laughs> I was so, like, wait, what? <laughs> Divergent so movies, like they never because no, no, yeah, they never got finished. Yeah. yeah, and like people, oh, yeah. like I don't even think Shailene Woodley was in the last film. I could be lying, but um, that they, that main chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, that main. So chick. I just I, I, don't I don't know. I just have the feeling that it's not going to be completed. I could be wrong. I I don't know. I don't see the future. I, I just no. I uh. so like I guess uh, another thing that to bring up with Epic Universe like being officially postponed. There's a ton of rumors going around about um, Nintendo World. I know this doesn't have anything to do with Potter, but it does have to do with Universal, and we like Nintendo, so yes, I'm throwing this in there. I've never heard of Nintendo, <laughs> but apparently they have a contract with Nintendo, mm. and they were supposed to build it within a certain amount of time, and they're so worried soonish. Well, they're worried that, like, with the postponement of Epic Universe, that they won't fulfill their contract. It is in Epic Universe, correct? It yeah. is right now, yes. But there's rumor that they might pull it from Epic Universe and put it in studios and build it sooner. So then that opens up a whole nother, like, spot in Epic Universe for something else. Um, so I don't they know. There's just, like, I feel like any of this. a lot. They have, actually. Yes, they've oh. started. They broke ground and they have started building Epic Universe, but it construction stopped after, like, well, maybe the, a month into into COVID. COVID. They don't have COVID any. Is, the, is their reasoning that they're well, saying right now into the public? Yes. Think of, like, well, how I mean, they. Florida, though, you know what I mean? Well, so, okay. Thing, I don't blame them. The thing is, with, if you. I, I'm like a nerd with theme parks. So I follow literally everything about them. And they um, they said that in Q2, so the second quarter, like financials, mm -hmm. that that was when basically everything was closed. They lost 90% of their revenue because 90? of COVID. Compared to last 90? year. Compared to last year. Which is not surprising at all. 90%. Holy mackerel. Um, That's a lot of... And I mean, Universal has done... Yeah, Universal's done two rounds of massive layoffs. Um, they, If you go... I mean, if you were to go there currently, like... Like hardly anybody working? There's not that many team members. Uh, quite a few attractions and shops are closed. Like you can't... You can't ride like maybe like five or six rides at Universal Studios because they don't have people to clean them properly. They don't or to ride. Well, it's not that they don't have people because they do. They laid off a ton, um, but it's just they don't have the money to cover yeah, the cost of keeping it open because mm -hmm. they also have to keep how many people they allow in down. So it like they have to balance mm -hmm. how many people they're paying per day versus how many people are allowed to come in and how many of those people that are coming in are annual pass holders that aren't paying to be there right, for yeah. the day. So it's like, yeah. and that's mostly who's coming right now because not a lot right. of people want to travel to Florida because we are doing awful with COVID. <laughs> so like, and there's so many restrictions on traveling from other states and stuff when it comes to Florida that like it makes it difficult for people to actually like come for a real vacation, which are the people that make them the most money. So, right. so like right now, one of their resorts isn't even open. It's completely closed. They are not. They've moved everybody to one of the other resorts because they're just not staffing that resort at all. So like, hmm. um, I believe that that's the reason why this is postponed. And I, I think that the 
the tourism industry in Florida will pick up once there's a vaccine, but it's still going to be probably like a good year to two years before like things look whatever normal is again, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and honestly, they don't, who's to say if they'll even not just them, but like all of these businesses, a lot of them won't recover, unfortunately. Right. Um, which is super sad. A lot of people won't recover financially, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like same goes for Disney. I mean, they've, they've postponed indefinitely a ton of projects, um, that they were working on. I mean, there was supposed to be a new Mary Poppins ride that was coming to Epcot and that got canceled right now. They were building a new resort that got canceled. Mm. Um, I mean, they're going like Universal and Disney are going to be okay, in my opinion, just because they're mm-hmm. such massive companies. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to take time. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Epic Universe officially postponed. And we don't know when. I'm going to guess it's not going to start building again for another year and a half to two years, I bet. And that was like. It'll be, it'll be 21 or 22. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, that's when. Um, so they. Because we talked about, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Haliki Khan was like nixed for next year, or whatever, and mm-hmm. what's it postponed or whatever. So, so was the Star Wars celebration, and it's not going on until twenty twenty two. Yeah, they did two oh, years wow. out. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, better safe than sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Because you can't be sorry. When you're... All right, let's. Uh... <laughs> Rum, 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 recap. That was a sad or very <laughs> well, slow Well, that was a sad recap. We can it. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Sorry. I'll take it, I Let's guess. Let's liven this back up. Let's do some snake bite. <laughs> what? You that, lost That me. doesn't liven people up. That pretty much does the opposite, Tiffany. Kind Continue of. Continue the pod. All right. <laughs> recap. Last time, we continued with Hagrid's Mouse Tales. No. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So Hagrid and Madame Maxime were having a rough time with the giants. Um, the trio are getting the story out of him, but it's interrupted because Umbridge comes knocking and invites get out of here. Invites herself into his house. Excuse me, bye. She tries to pry information out of him um, and ends up telling him that he's going to be inspected for his teaching. And Hermione does try to warn him before they leave for the night what kind of human being she is but he just doesn't get it not yet he will so as we know <clears throat> harry and ron have left their homework for sunday so while everyone is having a fun day sunday they're working in the castle not having fun and hermione goes and chats with hagrid he obviously is not listening and you know, they're all kind of nervous for their first class with him, but he takes them into the forest. Cause that's where students should go. <laughs> and about three other people can actually like see what the lesson really, what it's for, you know, um, see the lesson for what it is, is what I actually wrote. Sastrals. <laughs> Umbridge being the bigot that she is interrupts and is very rude to Hagrid. <sighs> Soon as December, and then Harry is invited to the Weasleys Christmas. Yay, a party. Um, and the DA, Dumbledore's Army, for short or long, <laughs> is still practicing. <laughs> and Harry gets replaced by Ginny. And I said, dude, better get used to it, to Ginny taking over. Except, you know, when naming their kids. <laughs> for short. And it is for short. 
don't know for wait what <laughs> i can teach myself <laughs> the da which is dumbledore's army for, for sure, long or for long oh my gosh you are funny honey I wish you all could like see her aunt because that, literally the whole time you were doing it, <laughs> like you were surfing. This what when I watch that kind of film. I get all riled up. You're, she's all riled up. Thriving, folks. She's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot that Jenny played. Um, so did I. On Me the too. Because they cut all of this out. All of it. Yeah, I'm so oh. inundated with the films that I'm like, yeah. who is Jenny Weasley? <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure they counted, and she speaks like 27 words in the entire yeah. show of all of the movies. That's so crazy. I think that I'm kind of like over watching the movies. I just want to listen to the books over and over because they're so much better. And I'm not like I, I just am not the type of person that watches that much crazy ton. I so used to. That are. I the used last to. time I watched it was um two and a, like over two years ago. Was, I, your baby shower. I watched the first two with Alana. She woke up the other morning. Harry Potter. I was like, oh yeah. God. <laughs> Can we talk about how like precious watching- your child was when she opened up her new little Crookshanks? As soon as she's, yes. as soon as you told her it was a cat, she was like, Mew. I'm like, oh my god, I love you. She's like a tiger. Then she kept like throwing it on me and making it meow and I was having a day where I just needed like nobody to be touching me no touching <laughs> and she kept doing it and I was like get the cat I'd love her all right so on Sunday morning Hermione makes her way back through the snow to visit Hagrid again because she really needs to explain to him that this lady <laughs> is horrendous and there's about two feet of snow on the ground so tell me how many devitos that is it's like a half a devito i have no idea i think it's less than Vinny's typing i bet he's on it two feet (laughs) two feet two feet so ron and harry wanted to go with her but in a shocking turn of events they couldn't because they had homework (laughs) oh okay anybody two feet is point four one five DeVito's thank you Vinny like genuinely we need to get Danny DeVito on here for an episode yeah how has this not happened come on <laughs> I would lose my mind um, so the boys stay in the common room and worked while the other Gryffindors were outside yeah, having work, work, lots work, of uh, wintertime fun <laughs> some of the Hogwarts students winter activities included skating on the frozen lake it makes me nervous tobogganing have you ever tobogganed yes it's fun it is okay. fun. But it's scary. What are, you, what, what are you in, though? Is it, is it a like a tube? It's like a sled type thing. It looks like a type of sled, but it's called a toboggan. Mm-hmm. Like, think of I've, cool running. It's literally like a fast. sled on an ice chute. Yeah. You go very park. fast. They oh, now, no, I have not. I won't do that. I have a child. They now, <laughs> no, they now have an elevator for the toboggan, but you used to have to carry it up. That is crud, because I carried that sled Yeah, we carried up, that. And it was so oh, heavy. You, you got to be positioned right, because I was always at the end, so I was, quote, helping. Would you say, you got to have a gimmick? Sure. <laughs> but it is a lot of fun, because then you get, like, hot cocoa, which I can't drink anymore, and sit by a fire. It's very nice. All right. Go tobogganing in the winter times. The fun. Gryffindor students also liked bewitching snowballs to zoom up and wrap hard on the Gryffindor Tower windows. 
Um, and I would like to bring up one of my favorite wintertime activities. Um, Sleeping. In college, we would take the <laughs> dining trays from <laughs> the cafeteria and sled down the hills at Toledo. Yeah, they did that at Kent, but I never did it, and I'm, like, upset with myself. But we did go sledding at Kent. We just used an actual sled. Yeah. (laughs) And it broke. EDU. Like, instead of saying not on purpose. EDU. Aw, you're a sweetheart. Ron is pretty much over having snowballs wrapping on the windows because he's trying to pay attention and do his homework because, you know, it's his last chance. And... He tries to put a stop to it because he is a prefect after all. Quote, Oi! bellowed Ron, finally losing patience and sticking his head out the window. I am a prefect. And if one more snowball hits this window, ouch! <laughs> can they even Can they even hear him down on the grounds all the way up in Gryffindor Tower? I feel like Ron could yell that loud. Voice box. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. That's he could have done Sonorous. That's I the bet one. Voice, I, I bet you it carries, though. Like, think about oh, yeah. out of a window. Yeah. Yeah. Science, man. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> man. And in another shocking turn of events, it was Fred and George who were bewitching the snowballs, and they hit him in the face. That's shocking. It is, really. I would never think that they would do something like that. Yeah, not those guys. Ron slams the window shut and says, gets. And I laughed, because <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because you know he's not going to say anything else to them because they're yeah. just going to bring like a whole snowman through the window. <laughs> <laughs> you want to build a snowman? <laughs> Disney. Oh, two name drops. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione returns to the common room just before lunchtime and she's shivering and her robes are damp up to her knees. Don't you know a spell for that, sweetheart? Ron asks her if she planned all of Hagrid's lessons for him. And she says that she tried, which I do not doubt for one second that she tried to plan all his lessons but Hagrid wasn't even there when she got to his house she kept knocking and knocking for a half an hour determined I would have left after five minutes Yep. (laughs) or went looking for him in the forest because where else is he going to be followed his tracks yeah so after 30 minutes he finally comes out of the forest and that is also another shocking turn of events, friends. No one ever expected him to come traipsing out of there. <laughs> Megan. Um, Hermione does use a spell at that point, I believe. Does she? It said something like she don't, did a no, complicated... If you don't know, well, where is this? It doesn't no, say does, the she spell, does, she does. but she's, it says that she does some complicated wave with her wand and steam comes billowing out and she like dries herself. Oh, whatever. I need that. <laughs> I just she pulled out of her wand and gave it a complicated oh. wave so that hot air steamed out of the tip. Then she pointed this at her robes but, and began okay, to steam in, as they dried out. In Tiffany defense, in Tiffany defense, she waited until she got all the way up to the Gryffindor common room to use this spell. You're not wrong. I'd have done it right inside that entrance hall. I'd have been True. doing it as I was walking. It's it. <laughs> Would you look at it? <laughs> we gotta tell them where that's from. Remind me at the end of the episode. We'll we'll share okay. that so people can have a nice laugh. I'm sure I won't remember. So at this news of Hagrid, like not even letting her help plan. Harry groans. 
because he knows that in the forest, Hagrid was probably planning his own lesson in there, and it's not a good sign in his opinion. Hagrid didn't tell them what kind of creature he was keeping in the forest and said that he wants it to be a surprise. And Hermione tries to explain about Umbridge because this is serious business and Hagrid's just not getting it. Who she is, what she does, he still doesn't understand. And then I wanted to add this in. In all honesty, in my opinion, I think the lesson that he teaches is a good one. I agree. I agree. I well, think it's I appropriate. Think, I think it's good. I think, like, when, when you see... And Megan's going to probably touch on this. Because, like, obviously you see Umbridge being very discriminating. Let's just lay it out all on the table, right? Because yeah. he's a half-giant. And so you look at Hagrid and you see him as, like, this big guy. And he looks one way when, realistically, he's, like, the nicest guy in the whole world. Where, like, Thestrals are the exact same way. Like, you look at them and they're terrifying. So, like everyone's like they're dangerous they're dangerous it's like literally like they will harm you if you harm them but Mm -hmm. like they aren't like they're just there to live their lives i think hermione says it too it's like i mean think about a dog if you if you provoke a dog yeah yeah i can't remember if it's yeah if you provoke a dog they might they might bite you too but that doesn't make them dangerous but yeah you an idiot yeah yep Here's another quote from the book. He keeps saying nobody in their right mind would rather study gnarls than chimeras. Oh, I don't think he's got a chimera, she added, at the appalled look on Harry and Ron's faces. But that's not for a lack of trying from what he said about how hard it is to get eggs. I don't know how many times I told him he'd be better off following Grubbly Plank's plan. I honestly don't think he's listened to half of what I said. He's in a bit of a funny mood, you know. He won't say how he got all those injuries. Did I not look up those creatures? Don't we and see a chimera in Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Is that that kitty cat thing that's huge? <laughs> oh, that's a Zowu. Oh, that is a Zowu. Never mind. I want to say... <laughs> the it kitty looks- cat thing. Is that that kitty cat thing? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Sarah? <laughs> go to the mythology. Oh, there you go. It is a kitty cat thing. That is, that's terrifying. <laughs> it is a type of hybrid animal and a violent magical beast native to Greece. Um, We've talked about it on the podcast before because I remember either Tam or Steph like knowing more about it and like saying words. Ooh, saying what, words? That's that'd be good for really typing words. Um, vicious, bloodthirsty beast with a lion's head and a goat's body and a dragon's tail. They are a, is that five X's? 5x ministry rating they're hatched from eggs that's so weird uh yes the chimera is the thing in the carriage with grindelwald the little thing ah there's a little baby then i bet yeah that looks like a lizard though doesn't it antonio little baby that's a baby yeah but when do they grow the lion head (laughs) in the goat body It's different like stages of life. First, they get their goat body. Yeah, they have to evolve. Got to evolve. Um, <laughs> when do you level it up? Does it hold candies? <laughs> like, I wonder. Um, I think he's just like joking around because, like, he probably knows that like people think he's like with the whole hippogriff thing, which really I don't think that I love was the that way bad, you say that. I what the way you say it? You just like a hippogriff or the hippogriff. hippogriff. You say hippo. 
Griff. Like you, know, you it, like it's like, weird. I know, but I li- I said I liked it. So like with that whole scenario, it would have been fine had they listened to him and done what the teacher not even told just them they had do. Malfoy listen. Correct. Just him. And Wait. I like that he's a little afraid. He's a turd. Like yeah, pay attention to your teachers. Unless they're Umbridge, who's not a teacher, but we've discussed that at length. Mm-hmm. But like Hagrid knows what he's doing, and like I, I don't know, it aggravates when people are like he's teaching dangerous things. Like uh, he's teaching about creatures. Yeah, creatures can be dangerous. But again, you show like it's a like taking show, wood shop. You know yeah. that there's going to be dangers like, involved. And also, this is an elective course, first of all, but. You go see an hippogriff and you're told you have to treat this animal with respect or it will attack you. Then treat it with respect. We have lots of no, hands. Boy. I don't know who was first. Meg was first. I just want to say that I need to correct myself because the little thing in the carriage is a chupacabra. Oh. I was going to say. I don't think we see a chimera. <laughs> I don't remember that. We've so. talked about it. I remember. <laughs> but we have. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. We talked about them. They must have been mentioned I, in like Goblet or something. Go all ahead, right. Kate. What do you got? What do you got? How is like herbology or potions any less dangerous than magical creatures? Like you deal Honestly. with dangerous plants in the greenhouses or yeah. like are potions they if you. Like venomous tentaculas. Right. Or if you don't follow the directions in potions that could lead to something. Right. That could lead to something dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. So if it's all up to the teacher and Hagrid does a phenomenal job when Malfoy's not throwing him off his game yeah, also, and being a twerp. It's magical school. <laughs> right? Like, We're like, yes. there's a bass that's just running around. <laughs> not anymore, but there was. You know what I mean? Like, Snaking I don't around know. pipes, I, man. I think, that, I think that Hagrid gets a bad rap, and he shouldn't, because mm-hmm. he really, I don't think, is a bad teacher. I mean, you're preaching that's to the choir at this point. Opinion. Truth. So. Yeah. What's well, a gnarl? I always want to say Canaro. Do you want me to look that up? Sure. We looked at that last time. Did we not? Yeah. Is that like the hedgehog thing? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, oh. well, they're cute. I'd kiss it. They're smarter, right, than <laughs> a hedgehog. If I kiss it, it's probably a 1X rating. They like to eat wild daisies. Okay, that's too cute for me. <laughs> Hagrid came in late to the breakfast table the next day, and it wasn't a happy greeting from all of the Hogwarts students. Fred, George, and Lee were obviously like roaring with delight, and I said, "I like the Gryffindor reference there. Roaring, you know, mm. we're lions. Anybody? Chimeras. So this is, <laughs> but this is really cute. They sprint up the aisle to shake his hand and welcome him back." I said those are some good eggs. Yeah, I agree. Good eggs. Not with chimeras in them, though. <laughs> nope. On the on the other end of the spectrum, though, we have Parvati and Lav Lav. And they are less than happy to see him back because they like Grubbly Plank better. Then She's get out of here. Person. I like her, but Hagrid, this is Hagrid. This is his this is his thing. Again, I think that that's something like people need to get like yeah, like if let's talk about like real world animals. Would I love a class that was all about little dogs? Sure, because little puppies are cute. But I also would love to learn about things that could potentially kill me. Give if me I'm one. Being honest. Give me one. Dude, I mean, like lions. Yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> like things like tigers. Tigers? Yeah. Oh my. 
Why? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. You know I, mean, I mean, I kind of like think the equivalent of um, this class would be like, you know, someone who's training to be a zoologist or someone who's training to be a veterinarian or something like zoologist. A what? A, a magis. Yeah, a magis zoologist. Hmm. I mean, it just literally, again, like Sasa so said, this is an elective. Get your get, get like. There's get so many creatures and like. <laughs> so little time. <laughs> well, and they're fifth years. It's not like they're you know it's it's they're past flubber worms at this point. Let's be real. Flubber worms. <laughs> flubber worms. <laughs> Die. Robin Williams comes in. God, I flubber. miss him. But like, uh, pour one out. You have Literally. a class about creatures, and then like. Not talk about all of the creatures. You know what I mean? Like I you're not bring wrong. them in hands on. Like even the like what is picket? What is that? A bow truckle, bow right? Truckle, yeah. Like, those are like they'll they'll know things can get you. Yeah. I'm going they can be mean. Yeah. Like, all of those fans. things can hurt you. So like for you to like go in and be like Hagrid's a bad teacher because he's teaching us dangerous things, like, no, he's just teaching you different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I could get a hot. We should get off this topic because I could. Well, you're not going to be happy with this next quote, so just don't say anything and hide your feelings. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Quote. Period. Down deep, 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 deep. deep. idea of an interesting class was not one where there was a risk that somebody might have their heads ripped off. And now my dog is frozen. Weird on the computer. Oh, that computer! I can't see that far. Anyway, do you want me to zoom in? No, I got it. Feeling apprehensive, the trio heads down to Hagrid's on Tuesday for their class. And I said, I believe this date could possibly be Tuesday, November 28th, 1995, because that was the last Tuesday in November. Quality content. Wow. (gasps) So Harry's worried about what Hagrid was going to be teaching them. This is like a protective feeling that Mm -hmm. he's getting. So I, I appreciate this about Harry in this moment. And he's particularly worried about how Malfoy and his cronies mm. and Umbridge are going to treat him and what they would do. Basically, he's going into, like, protection mode. To their surprise, the goody toady wasn't there when they arrived. And all <laughs> of the students struggled through the snow to meet him at the edge of the forest. Poor Hagrid was a sight, my friends. He looked almost worse. Can you imagine? Then he did when they saw him on the previous occasion, which was just a couple of days ago. Quote, the bruises that had been purple on Saturday night were now tinged with green and yellow. And some of his cuts still seemed to be bleeding. Harry could not understand this. Had Hagrid perhaps been attacked by some creature whose venom prevented the wounds it inflicted from healing? <gasps> That's a good thought. That's but a little no. foreshadowing. We do see that later on. This is true. Not with Hagrid. Oh, to the snickety snake? Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a snake in this chapter? Listen. Not not in the first half. (laughs) Unless you count Malfoy. Is the eye of the snake. Is that the episode title, I just would like to know. (laughs) Which eye is the eye of the snake? Oh, Vinny says yes, Marietta is in this chapter. Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) I see it in the chapter, though. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just see. It's actually the second half. Yeah, I don't think we see her. 
And to top this lovely image off, he's carrying what looked like half of a dead cow over his shoulder. Craziness to me. No uh, big deal here. This is just this is just a random. Uh, Where's the Tuesday. other half? I don't know. Maybe he Burger. fed it to them yesterday. <laughs> tells them that they're going to be working in the forest today. It's more sheltered, and they prefer the dark. And Malfoy has an issue. What prefers the dark? Harry heard Malfoy <laughs> say sharply to Crab and Coyle. A trace of panic in his voice. <laughs> I mean, I guess like, it was a pretty dramatic thing for him to happen, but he needs to take ownership of what happened. Listen, personally. lessons happen in life in the most, you know, perfect ways. What did he say prefers the dark? Did you hear? I love it. Harry thought back. So the only occasion when Malfoy was in the what? Forest. 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 <laughs> That's a typo. Is it a typo? So let me go back so you, our listeners can understand what I'm trying to say. So Harry's thinking back to the only occasion where he knows that Malfoy was in the forest. He had not been very brave then either. He's thinking about Sorcerer's Stone during their detention. And then he's probably also... Um, I would think Malfoy's also thinking of maybe a little bit back to, I mean, Buckbeak did attack. So that could have been for real scary. His injury, you're fine. Rub some dirt on it, whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Probably a mixture, you know, of the, of the two uh, situations. So Harry smiled to himself at this thought. And I said, LOL, such shade. You go, Mr. Potter. Yes. So, Hagrid uh, is ready to start the lesson. So I'm just going to read a little bit from the book here. Ready, said Hagrid happily, looking around at the class. Right, well, I've been saving a trip into the forest for your fifth year. Thought we'd go and see these creatures in their natural habitat. Now that we're studying today, now what we're studying today is pretty rare. I reckon I'm probably the only person in Britain who's managed to train them. A little boasting. Yes, Sarah. I re listening slash reading this, I didn't realize or I didn't really remember because, like, we hear um, Garbly Plank talk about Thestrals earlier in the book and saying, like, you guys, um, who had who might have they were talking about who might have attacked or what might have attacked Hedwig, Hedwig, yeah. Um, and she's like, nah, Hagrid's got him pretty, pretty well trained, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, domesticated, yeah, um, herd in Britain, yeah, yes, yeah. yep. I so mean, like that, that, time, that says something. Yes. Well, at this point in time, we don't know. Um, we don't know what he's about to teach they us. Don't you know know. I mean? They don't know. That they know, know, know that we know that we know that they know. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, oh, like, gosh. I like know. that tie in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a cool. very. I did not <laughs> remember that. We tied together. Um, so Malfoy makes a snarky remark about being sure that they're trained are you sure they're trained and like i personally think hagrid needs to be more concerned about malfoy being trained not (laughs) the thestrals (laughs) sick burn um so hagrid is like of course they're trained but malfoy asks about what happened to his face and hagrid tells him to mind his own business but really what did happen to his face meg mind your own business no mind your own no i'm a slytherin i do what i want yourself <laughs> uh so 
Harry, Ron, and Hermione end up being the people that lead the class in their walk into the forest, which takes about 10 minutes. Um, That's kind of a long walk. That is a little bit of a long walk. Like, if I'm walking, so let's see. Okay. It probably takes me, when I walk Fozzie Bear, about, like, 22, 24 minutes to walk a mile with him. Mm-hmm. Are they going, like, about half mile in the forest, do you think? Let me think. I did. I walked Maybe. two miles today. Thirty-eight minutes. How fast were you walking? I, I. Like, what is the velocity of an unladen swallow? I went between like, um, I don't know, whatever, like two point five is and like four point five. Okay. So like I'd run a little bit and then I'd walk a little bit. Got you. Um. So what do you think? About half mile. Sure. I would say yeah, at least a sure. half a mile. Come on. Um. That's a walk. Yeah. And in a forest. So it's not like an even ground. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So work. that made me think that like Umbridge, she's not there yet. So like she has to do that walk by herself through the forest. Mm. Too bad. Nobody, you know, she that walk in life alone too. <laughs> yeah. Mean and evil hearted to have anyone. Wow. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. So continue. Um, Hagrid continues, gather round, gather round, he says encouragingly. Now they'll be attracted by the smell of the meat, but I'm going to give them a call anyway, because they'll like to know that it's me. So he turned, shook his shaggy head to get the hair out of his face, which I just like imagine like he's like getting ready to to, you know, do this call. Uh, And he gives an odd shrieking cry that echoed through the dark trees like the call of some monstrous bird. Do the call. I was going to say, what does it sound like? Do the call. Don't do it right in your mic. You're gonna hurt people. Let me. Oh, don't man, pull a I Tiffany. Don't know. Okay. I so think it's of like a hawk or it's something. It's a shrieking yeah. cry. Like, <gasps> no. Shrieking Daddy. cry. Shriek. Katie, you do it. No, this is your I'll, section. I'll, oh, <laughs> you do it, but I'll do it too. A shrieking cry, like. <laughs> 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 I want to hear everybody's shriek. Ah! <laughs> Your face? Ah! Oh, Ooh, a double cough. Sasa. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it in that breath, and then you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do it laughing. Ah! Oh, yeah. Whoa. Ooh. I think Sarah's is probably the most accurate. That one. <laughs> Because she took Hagrid's class. <laughs> She's Hagrid's his bestie. Right. right. <laughs> Hagrid, I get him. You get I him. Understand. Yeah, no, no. So I pulled <laughs> the little. I know. I know that we have talked about Thestrals because we've already we? talked about the Luna Harry thing, right? We did That's it. happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, but just for a little refresher, they're a breed of winged horse with a skeletal body, face with reptilian features and wide leathery wings that resemble a bat's. They're native to the British Isles and to Ireland, though they have been spotted in parts of France and the Iberian Peninsula. They are very rare and are considered dangerous by the British Ministry of Madrid. Specials are undeservedly known as omens of misfortune and aggression by many wizards because they're visible only to those who have witnessed death at least once or due to their somewhat grim, gaunt, and ghostly appearance. Um, I think they're cute. I think they're cute, too. But I don't... 
know if we pulled this, but there is an old Pottermore article. A uh, old yeah. what? What's well, we Pottermore? Have. have we? Okay, so that that JK wrote. Um, so she says here. Manifesting as black skeletal bat-winged horses, but invisible to all who have never been truly touched by death, Thestrals have a somewhat macabre reputation. Is that how you say that word? Macabre? In centuries past, the sight of them was regarded as unlucky. They have been hunted and ill-treated for many years. Their true nature, which is kind, kindly and gentle, being widely misunderstood. Thestrals are not marks of ill omen, nor, their spooky appearance notwithstanding, are they in any way threatening to humans, always allowing for the fright that the first sight of them tends to give the observer. Um, While somewhat intimidating in appearance, these carnivorous horses are emblematic of a journey to another dimension and reward all who trust them with faithfulness and obedience. Um... Other parts of the world have their own equivalent to Thestrals, which I thought was cool. So the little description that we get at this portion. So like we've we've discussed Thestrals, but Harry has actually I don't think we have discussed the Luna Harry thing yet because Harry's getting his answer right now as to what they are. Yeah. And I think I'm getting the movie in the book mixed up again because... It's really difficult yeah. sometimes. Literally all three of you have your hand up and I have no idea what order you went in. So, Katie, take um, it away. Take it away, Katie. Thank you. Hmm. I think Thestrals are like the perfect animal as a comparison to Hagrid. Like at first mm-hmm. glance, Hagrid looks big yeah. and wild and maybe scary, but he's actually like super gentle. Mm-hmm. Also, if you just base off of his like history, yeah, he's part giant. They're violent, blah, blah, blah. He's nothing like that. Will he look after his own if he's provoked? Yes, just like a Thestral. But he's like, like the kind of soul. People are like that too. Right. <laughs> I just really think yeah. that it's very appropriate. Um, I agree. Obviously, I said that before too. Um, but I do agree with you. And I, I think that like for me, for Thestrals. Who? For me. <laughs> um, you know, I've never listened to that. What? But, <sighs> that podcast. <gasps> but so any Husies. Um, it kind of is like, um, I don't know if I'm using metaphor correctly for death itself, because it's like, you think of death and it's scary and like, it's like a taboo subject. Like nobody wants to talk about it. Um, even though it's like, it's an inevitable thing. Everything that's living is going to end up dying. Sorry to get real morbid real quickly, but, um, you know, you think of Thestrals and they're scary and you only can see them if you've seen death and it's like something like nobody wants to talk about. And like, you only see uh, like Ron's like shocked that there's so many people. Cause like so many people could see them. There's three people in that class. Like, I don't think that's a lot of people. Um, but that's just like, what's where my head was going is like, it's just similar to death itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be- um, so the little description that we get right now in the book is a pair of blank, white, shining eyes were growing larger through the gloom. And a moment later, the dragonish face, neck, and then skeletal body of a great black winged horse emerged from the darkness. It looked around at the class for a few seconds, swishing its long black tail, then bowed its head and began to tear flesh from the dead cow with its pointed fangs. 
Um, so it's Harry, hungry. what? It's hungry. <laughs> yeah, it is. So Harry <laughs> at this point is like kind of excited because he's like, wow, this is what I was so confused about. And I feel like I'm finally going to be getting all my answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry looks eagerly over at Ron, but Ron is still just like staring around into the trees. And after a few seconds, he whispers, why doesn't Hagrid call again? <laughs> <laughs> because Hagrid actually had to call three times. So, yes. Um, so finally, we are about to officially learn why Harry could see these creatures and Ron and Hermione couldn't. There were only two other people who seemed to be able to see them. A stringy Slytherin boy standing just behind Goyle was watching the horse eating with an expression of great distaste on his face, and Neville, whose eyes were following the swishing progress of the long black tail. Um, So Harry kind of connects that clearly those two are seeing them just like he is. Um, People who we know can see Thestrals um, in the books based on what I could find online, and some of this is guesswork, but definitely Harry, Hagrid, uh, we're assuming Hagrid at least, um, because he's, yes, Sarah. I just, so I also, because I forgot that Neville could see them. So when I was reading and I Googled, like, well, who did Neville see die? And it also said, like, Theo, I shouldn't call him Theo, Theodore Knott. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do we know that's him? Like, how did, because they were like, oh, that's the boy that's in there. And I was like, how do they know that's Theodore Knott? Yeah, I'm not positive i don't know it's just curious because they said that uh, it's neville's grandfather right that he saw die and I then his uncle, it was his grandpa that's Grand, what the internet's yeah, granddad and then i love how i call him his grandfather and you're like his granddad <laughs> he um, says granddad in the chapter that's and then <laughs> theodore not why well, i allegedly watched his or saw his mother die but i just yeah. was like how do we know that it was theo yeah theo. <laughs> I wonder if that's from like that game. Is that how they make that connection? No, they just history. Um, so the people who we know can see Thestrals are Harry, Hagrid. We're guessing he can because he's tamed them, and he. I, I think it would be difficult for him to train these creatures if he couldn't see them. Though who knows? Um, is that why he can see them? Yeah. Who did he see die? His dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know why, how we know. The Wikia, sorry to interrupt you. The Wikia for for Theo says that, um, I, I, it just says that he saw them in this chapter. I don't, hmm. and it says he found the creatures rather distasteful and unpleasant as he watched one eating. How do we know that? After I'm done with my section, I'll go through and look because I, I can't remember if maybe Umbridge talks to him. Yeah, is he a puff? No, he's no, he's a Slytherin. He's a Um, so Neville, who's a Slytherin boy standing just behind Goyle, was watching the horse eating with an expression of great distaste on his face, and Neville, whose eyes were following the swishing. Progress of the long black tail. Do, 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 do. Keeping it going. Uh, sorry. I was just wondering if at some point, like once Umbridge starts talking, does she like. No, Shirley talk just talks to, to Pansy, I think. Um, she talks to Neville. Yes. I get mad about that. Yes. Um, Not on Neville's behalf, but. No. She's putting words in people's mouths. 
Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't actually say Theodore not anywhere, so I really don't know how they come to that conclusion. Maybe but the there's only one stringy Slytherin boy somewhere along the line. Yeah, maybe it's that, like in though. an interview or something. I don't but know. The, the, but they usually cite that. Usually. Well, continue. <laughs> they were, they were um, real silent. <laughs> <laughs> so, where was I? Okay, some others from the series that we think can see them would be Dumbledore, because I'm assuming he saw Ariana die, and maybe others that we don't know about. I don't know with the like the first Wizarding Ward War, um, Snape. Bill Weasley and Fleur and Kingsley, we guess they might be able to because they choose to ride them in Deathly Hollows. Um, but we don't know for sure. They, c- I mean, but it says yeah. that Fleur is more comfortable on them, and like I feel like it would not be comfortable to ride something that's invisible. So that's just a guess. But mm. um, so Malfoy is just being a jerk and asks what they're supposed to see. Um, and I said, Draco, you should enjoy your innocence while you still have it because you cannot see them and you will be able to in time, unfortunately. Um, so Hagrid then asks everyone to raise their hand who can see them. And Harry is so relieved to learn that he isn't alone because himself, Neville and the Slytherin boy all raise their hands. Um, so at this point, Hagrid reveals that they are Thestrals. And at this point, Hermione understands what they're supposed to be looking at now of course because she's Hermione yes Katie have you ever had that kind of relief in like a social situation like that before or like any situation where like like for example me with my anxiety when my mom took me aside and was like hey I deal with this too I was like oh my god I'm not crazy because when you're just in your own head you think you're nuts you know and like Harry's probably thinking he's freaking crazy that he's the only one that can see these animals flying around Hogwarts, you know? I yeah. well, I feel that personally because I remember that sometimes like, you know, with my anxiety, like I will go full blown through a fake scenario in my head and then get like real feelings from it mm-hmm. and i have to oh, kind yeah. of shake myself like that didn't happen i just made that up in my head that didn't <laughs> right, happen right yeah, yeah. too with harry he's so used to not being like the odd one out but like going back to like chamber like he was the only one that could hear a snake he's the only one that could talk to a snake so he's almost used to being the only one right um, and so finally yeah having something that is a little bit weird, but he's also not the only one is probably like super relieving for him. And I get that too, you know, like I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, this is when Pavardi says that they're supposed to be very unlucky. Um, they're supposed to bring all sorts of horrible misfortune on people who see them. Professor Trelawney told me once and Hagrid is just kind of like trying to, trying to cut her off because i mean he obviously doesn't believe it he says no 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 that's just superstition that is they aren't unlucky they're dead clever and useful of course this lot doesn't get a lot of work it's mainly just pulling the school carriages unless dumbledore's taking a long journey and doesn't want to apparate and here's another couple look so then more come through Um, And Hagrid then asks, who can tell him why some people can see them and some can't? And of course, Hermione raises her hand and explains that only people who have seen death can see them. Um, 
which is a pretty like <laughs> pretty dark thing to just like yeah. blurt out and then realize that there are three people in your class who raised their hand and then it just makes you question like oh what did they see mm-hmm. everybody knows what harry saw but you know neville and i would assume a lot of people probably assume that it's neville's parents because i yeah. think that not a lot of people even know that they're still alive i think Correct. that's a really good assumption um, yeah so then we hear the dreaded hem hem and i immediately want to punch a wall um hagrid is actually like very cheery though he goes oh hello he smiles and um once he locates the source of the noise but because before he sees umbridge he like he'd never heard her little hem hem before so he looked at the thestrals like are they making that noise? Like, where's that noise coming from? And then she does it again. And that's when he's like, Oh, hello. Um, so Umbridge says, you received the note I sent to your cabin this morning, which it annoys me that she like points out that it's a cabin and not like his home. Like, that's just, I yes. feel like she did. She used those words on purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, Correct. I mean, doing the whole thing on purpose. Cause she, yeah, language is everything, my friend. Yeah. Um, She's a little literal word. I have things to say about Theodore not when you're done with this section. Okay. So Umbridge said that sentence in the same loud, slow voice she had used with him earlier, as though she was addressing somebody both foreign and very slow. Telling you that I would be inspecting your lesson? Oh, yeah, said Hagrid brightly. Glad you found the place all right. Well, as you can see, or I don't know, can you? We're doing Thestrals today. I'm sorry, said Umbridge loudly, cupping her hand around her ear and frowning. What did you say? Um, I and like I just tingles need, of rage. I just need to point out that like she is setting uh, in case anybody didn't catch on. And that's OK if you didn't. But like she's literally setting up this entire lesson to make Hagrid look stupid. Um, well, she's and- putting, pulling like all the stereotypes out. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Like of the giant, like part of him, like being half giant. You know what I mean? Like he can't talk. He's Jim witted. He doesn't understand what I'm saying. All of these things. Like she's just making. He's violent. Ah, she's literally the worst. And when yes. your leader does these things, mm-hmm. it then in turn makes it okay for I, everyone else, I wouldn't to say also do it those makes things. it okay. It makes people think it's okay to do that. It's you know what wrong. I mean. There was a level of sarcasm in my voice. You yeah. know what I mean? Wrong. So there's that. Yeah. Um. So she is. She's already knows exactly how she wants this lesson to go, and she is making sure that it plays out the way that she wants it to. Um. So. She says, what did you say? And Hagrid looks a little confused. And he's like, um, Thestrals? He said loudly, big uh, winged horses, you know? And he, like, makes uh, he makes a motion. Like, he's, like, flapping his arms to try and, like, help her get it. But, of course, Umbridge at this point then raises her eyebrows at him and mutters as she makes a note on her clipboard. Has to resort to crude sign language. Get out of this book. Just leave. Um, I will say this. Hermione in this section is me. Also not me because I would have probably resorted to doing 
something not kind and then get kicked out of school. Much more restraint than me because it's just infuriating. Yeah, I I think that I think yeah. that. Oh, sorry, Tiffany. Did you want to say something? No, I'm just saying. Oh, um, Hermione is very much me in this scene as well, and I and I think that um, I think that I tend to be more like Hermione at this moment because I think that she truly does grasp what would happen if she spoke up. Um, you know, like that's really the last thing that any of them need is for another one of the three of them to be in detention with Umbridge for whatever reason. It's not like as horrible as this situation is in, in her mind, it's, it's not worth, um, basically playing into what Umbridge wants them to play into. She wants them to react. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hermione does a very good job of realizing that. And yes, obviously she is infuriated. Um, but she also knows I need to cool it. I can complain to my friends all I need to. But A, nothing's going to change. And B, if I do react, I it's literally what she wants, which is yeah. just the worst. Um so Hermione at this point has immediately caught on to what Umbridge plans to do during this lesson. And she's already decided, um, Umbridge that is, has already decided basically that she's not going to let Hagrid continue teaching. She Correct. knows this before she walks into the class and she's making sure that she can write certain things on her clipboard to cover her bases to allow him to not teach because he is a half giant and she mm-hmm. does not like half breeds as she calls them. Um, so this is blatant, blatant bigotry and a form of racism in a way, just kind of like portrayed through not, I mean, I guess it is like a wizarding world form of race, you know, being half giant. Um, so it's blatant bigotry, blatant racism. She is infuriating it in this scene and I'm just apologizing in advance for my anger. Do not apologize. (laughs) It's coming. I know. Yeah. Get it. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, (laughs) so she writes down that Hagrid has short term memory loss because he, she, you know, she interrupts him and he has to think and he has to think for a second as to like where he left off in his lesson because she's interrupting him. Any and normal person would do that. Yes, and she's Correct. throwing him off his game. She, I mean, she's like muttering these things loud enough for him to hear. He's getting flustered. He, rightfully so. Um, so he show that she wrote down that he shows pleasure at the idea of violence oh <laughs> because God. she brings up that the Thestrals are considered dangerous at the Ministry of Magic, and he's like, no, they're not. So she writes down that he sees pleasure at the idea of violence. Um, he she talks to I think it's Pavar no yeah no she she talks Pansy. to Pansy um and asks if Pansy can understand what he's saying in lessons and she says no it usually sounds like grunting uh which again racism <clears throat> but yes yeah, Sarah um what makes me like so upset like so obviously like Hermione really cares for Hagrid more than just being a teacher and everything and so yeah. and she also is the type of person like that she, she doesn't want to stand or she doesn't stand for like this type of 
racism and bigotry and all of these things. So she's so angry to the point where like she has tears in her eyes. And then it's noted that like Pansy also has tears in her eyes because she's laughing. Yeah. And like, I literally, this is what I was reading this and I was going, I don't know why this is my favorite book. I'm like, and I haven't read it in years to the point where I'm like, I'm so angry. And especially like now in the climate of our world, like it's much more like in the forefront of everyone's minds. I just, I think I don't get how people can be so mean. I think that a lot of like, so like I, I never, I guess I never truly like loved order of the Phoenix, but I didn't dislike it. But I think that just like reading it in these times makes me angrier reading Mm -hmm. it. And I I just, it's different. I also think it's now older. You know what I mean? And we've talked about this with a lot of scenes where like, and not to say I ever thought this scene was funny. I didn't. But like there were other scenes where we were in ki- as kids were like, oh, this is so funny, whatever else. And now as adults, we're like that kind of the is ferret like, scene. Yeah, the ferret. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, and then this, like, we're older, we know more, we've seen more, we know what's going on in the world right now, and it's not okay. It's never been okay. Um, and it just makes me want to like, I just don't, I just don't get. I and we've talked about this too when we were talking about. Um, like the world war two and like Hitler and like all of the Jew Jewish people being killed, like in the Holocaust. I just don't get how people can hate like that. I don't get how just because he's a half giant, like literally like, what does that matter? Um, like you're, this makes Umbridge look like a horrible person. Cause she is like, if you hate like that for no reason, because you think, you know, whatever you think, you know, you're wrong. Yeah. (sighs) I think that like, Thinking back to like reading this scene the first time as like a, I guess I probably was around, around thirteen. No, I guess I was actually, I was twelve. I was twelve when I read this book. So reading this scene at that age, I thought, wow, this is so unfair. And that was kind of the extent of my thought process at that time. I was like, gosh, this is so unfair. I. I can't stand this woman, but I didn't truly understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm reading it and I'm like, that is straight up bigotry. Mm-hmm. That is straight up racism. Mm-hmm. That like, like all of these like crazy, just because, because like at 12, like I hadn't necessarily experienced those things or like understood what they were, but now I do. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like she's like, worse than the worst like she is just like such a horrible human being yeah um and the fact that she's like miming words that she's saying at him she's talking down to him the entire lesson and like honestly she's just the epitome of an evil person it's literally i i i I, we can say the same words over and over again but like god i just she she, like literally she makes me so angry sometimes that i just like want to cry because I, I am reading this book and I'm like, God, I trying to picture myself yeah. in this situation and it just feels so real. And I think that a lot of that is what stems from people hating her so mm-hmm. much. Like if yeah. you if if we were to start a poll in our Facebook group, I could say with a hundred percent certainty that people would choose Umbridge being their least favorite character over Voldemort. Yeah. Like well, 10 I, out I of think 10. That, and I know I can only speak for myself, but like, I know Umbridge's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen them in the world. I've not really seen 
Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Voldemort, evil, horrible, truly awful people out there. But yeah. like, I feel like the everyday evil person is an umbrage where like they do think these things, they do believe in stereotypes and it, it's very unfortunate. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And like, I think like this whole thing really is just setting us up for like the atrocities that are going to happen later on with this series with like, pansy and draco and really all of the death eaters like even the all of them believing that like just because they're quote have pure blood they're better like no being a better person is being someone that's kind and caring and like anti all of that yeah i really I like what Kara. That... go oh, ahead well, i, I, I just <laughs> <laughs> no I was going to say, like, the thing that that gets me the most with Umbridge is, Sarah, you said that she's, like, the everyday, like, the everyday person that's, like, the evil person. Yeah. You know, Voldemort is this high and mighty untouchable. Umbridge is somebody that walks amongst the masses, and she's somebody that, in this case, children can look up to she's influencing them she has influence at the ministry of magic but like going back to what i was saying before the thing that gets me the most is the appearance that she tries to get you to think that like she is i'm not saying that in the correct way her outward appearance Mm -hmm. is like an overcompensation mm-hmm. for the evil within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She takes this color of pink. She takes the softness and innocence of kittens. Think of how she takes her tea. Ridiculously sweet. Sweet. Bows. Fringe. Mm-hmm. Frill. And it's like overcompensation for the amount of evil that she really well, is. Voldemort and- is evil, yes. Umbridge well, is very much... <laughs> up there with think the about, amount of evil but she's people saying don't judge a book by it. its cover you know what i mean so like you're looking at her and like think about this with like real people like oh she's so beautiful she couldn't have done this or he's such a good looking guy he could never have done that they that literally means nothing a lot of times if they're good looking and they're charismatic they're able to get away with a lot of things because you don't i can think, think that they of could a do lot this. of serial I mean? killers that yeah um are the everyday guy that nobody would ever expect, you know, they keep up appearances mm-hmm. and things of this nature. And it's like Ted Bundy is who I was thinking of. Um, and it's like that, that in itself, the, the outward lie about who you really are. And it, it just, it's almost makes it even more sickening to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. D- does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah, it just like adds on this thick layer of gross well, icing. And, like, <laughs> I think she'd be like one of those people like, well, I'm not racist, but or right. I don't think mm-hmm. that's but, but. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're either you are or you're not. Yeah, there's no gray I, there. Sorry. There's no, you're fine. There, there's a lot of great conversations happening in the discord right now. And I just want to um, bring up a couple of them. So, yes, please. Kara said, Voldemort seems more monstrous and Umbridge is more humanized and that makes her 10 Mm. times more infuriating, which I agree with. But I also do agree that Vinny is saying being monstrous can also 
be human. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes we do forget that, but I, but I think that the difference between Voldemort and Umbridge, in my opinion, is Voldemort, Voldemort doesn't like feel emotions. Uh, I think Brandon said he's a sociopath. So like literally he just, he doesn't feel things. He has his goal and he does what he needs to do to achieve his goal. Yeah. And he doesn't care how he has to get there, but mm-hmm. he doesn't feel anything really about, he feels anger at one point with Gringotts. Like, he but he doesn't, excitement. he feels yeah. anger. Yeah. He feels all those things, but it's not as like in your face, obvious as umbrages emotion. Like well, I think, I you, think the you see genuine joy on umbridge's face when she does something evil mm-hmm. and like that i think is the biggest difference it's like voldemort when he does something evil he's just like eh, i had to do this whatever whereas yeah. umbridge is like i'm going to dehumanize you hagrid because you're half giant yeah. and i'm going to enjoy doing it and i think that that's what's so gross about her i think yeah. voldemort only really tries <laughs> tries to do that with harry like he only tries to yeah. get that joy out of that um, destruction yeah. of Harry, and I mean, like you were saying, like when we go to Gringotts, yeah, he was he was he was mad about the Horcrux being stolen, and Harry got away again, and everybody was, you know, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. He kills a room full of goblins, like a room full of goblins. Yeah. And he doesn't even care about any of that. His mind is still on the Horcrux because he has that one goal. Yeah. 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 I think with Umbridge, like, and I've talked about this, like the fact that she's able to produce a Patronus because she thrives off of being the worst person imaginable. You know what I mean? I mean, we could talk this to death. And and we all know she's the worst. Her Felix file is coming. Her yeah, Felix files it's going to be a long Don't one. you worry. It's going to be a gonna... Debbie of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the chapter. At this point, like Hagrid really does try with this lesson, too. And honestly, this is a fantastic lesson. Like, it is a beast of a lesson. So if the Thestrals were not safe, would they pull the carriages every year for however many years that they pulled the carriages? This argument that they're dangerous is ridiculous. And at least, at least specifically this herd. But Umbridge doesn't care about that. Yes. I think that also just shows you, or I, I don't know, just shows you or just compounds in the fact that like we already know that the ministry is not, um, you know, a, it's not a, like a glowing thing where they're always perfect. Or maybe this is just like another showing or an inkling of like, hey, like what they're doing right now is like messed up. And they also think that just because like these creatures are quote dangerous, like because they look a certain way, they aren't like, and I'm sure that like, if there was anyone like picketing and being like, no, it's not true. Like that would be Newt being like, literally they're the nicest y'all are wrong, but they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, stupid. Like people doing stuff with like pit bulls. Oh my God. Stop it. They're dogs and they're cute. They're dogs. They are quality yeah. pooch. Is pooches. <laughs> um, so Umbridge then. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> so Umbridge then has the audacity to go up to Neville 
and ask him who he saw die. Which I really not an appropriate question to ask anyone. Yeah, I said this is just like a violation of his privacy. Like, first of all, I mean, I I almost wish I wish that Neville had been like, um, excuse me, like, but he yeah, like he's just gonna answer a question that uh, literally that's me though. That would be me. Like sometimes I don't register whether or not something like when I was pregnant. And people would ask me questions. I would just answer. And then later I would be like, bruh, no, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't happened ask to me. This happened, happened to me a lot. Like I had a conversation like, years it's ago just, about voting. It's just your reaction to, yeah. to, to answer question because like, you're nice. I voted for. And then I told them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, God, I should have done that. Because then she was like giving me crap for who I voted for. And I was like, I don't. Why? Why do you care? Like, why did you even ask? And then I'm like mad at myself. I'm like, why did you even tell this person? Because you knew yeah. they weren't gonna like it. Well, Ugh. you're just a nice person. Somebody asks you a question, you answer them. You know, you're yeah. you're a good egg. I'm just a person that's super honest. So you're not a chimera, <laughs> Katie. Oh what's up? Um, I was gonna say that, like in the Sorcerer's Stone, we see Harry ask a really personal question to Dumbledore about the mm-hmm. mirror. But that is a child not thinking about it in the moment, thinking right. it's innocent because what Harry sees, that's kind of pure innocence, right? Yeah, it this is. is a grown adult woman asking a kid a child. or yeah. anybody. It's not your business. A very private question. It's not your business. I don't need to tell you who I saw die. Like, what? I. Yeah. Who so, do you think you are? Anyway, at this point is when we learn that he saw his granddad die, unfortunately. Um, and then she then twists his words to make it sound like he is scared of the Thestrals, but is too intimidated to say anything. And Neville tries to speak up and say, like, no, no, that's not... Nay, nay. <laughs> that's not what this is about. But she just, like, consoles him, like, it's okay. It's okay. Ugh. And it's like... But he's just timid. He is. First of all, it's a stressful well, and she, situation. It's a new creature. You're you, Umbridge. Nobody wants to be around you, you nasty. Umbridge, Umbridge knew who she asked. She knew oh, that Neville would be easy to manipulate. And I wonder if she knew about his parents, and so she kind of like singled him out. Probably because she's not kind. She's gross and nasty. Um. So then she speaks up again in her stupid, loud, slow voice and says, well, Hagrid, I think I've got enough to be getting along with. You will receive, she mimed taking something from the air in front of her, the results of your inspection, she pointed at the clipboard, in 10 days time, she held up 10 stubby little fingers, then her smile wider and more toad-like than ever before beneath her green hat, she bustled from their mist leaving Malfoy and Pansy Parkinson in fits of laughter and Hermione actually shaking with fury and Neville looking confused and upset. Notice that green hat, y'all. Yeah. Which, Particularly just like Cornelius, mm. green bowler hat. Oh, how disrespectful to like walk. Like, you know, these two students are laughing. You know, it's due to something that you're doing. That's a load of Bob shorts. And that's so disrespectful. She, she doesn't care. It. She doesn't call she, she right right now. Think oh. about, you know, think about the negative things that, that she's done for like werewolves. And now like Hagrid is a half giant. So she's going to do everything in her power to get him out. And I, I just, she's just bigoted and yeah. racist and there's no other way to describe it. Yep. So 
Yep. All right. Let's. We're going to talk a little bit more about angry stuff, but then we'll transition into some funny stuff. So <laughs> it's all good. So after class, they're heading to, I think they go to herbology, <laughs> but anyway, the next class. Hermione is livid and she says, quote, that foul, lying, twisting old gargoyle. Gargoyle. <laughs> you see what she's up to? It's it's her thing about half-breeds all over again. She's trying to make out Hagrid some kind of dim-witted troll just because he had a giantess for a mother. And oh, it's not fair. That really wasn't a bad lesson all, at all. I mean, all right. If it had been blasted, it screws <laughs> again. But thrustles are fine. In fact, for Hagrid, they're really good. I agree, Hermione. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Ron's like, uh, didn't Umbridge say that they're dangerous? First of all, Ron, don't listen to her. She don't know what she's talking about. And Hermione actually kind of waves it off this time, which, like, normally I think she does kind of critique Hagrid. Yeah. And his teaching mm-hmm. style. Um, mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, like Hagrid said, Thrushels can take care of themselves. And, like, okay, maybe Grubbly Plank, Grubbly Plank wouldn't have shown us Thrustrolls before the Newt level, but they're interesting, right? Like, the way some people can see them and some can't, I wish I could. Ooh, Hermione, Hermione, Hermione. And Harry's like, do you? And she's like, oh my god, that was so stupid for me to say. I'm so sorry. Yes, Sarah? Um, I just want to talk about, like, how Ron's reaction, because, like, throughout, like, the series, like, Ron himself has some things that he needs to, like, learn, because, like, when he first finds out that Hagrid's, like, a half-giant, he's like, oh my god, oh my god, she's a half-giant, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then he's like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those kinds of situations where, like, he grew up with a family that might not have known any better, but he's slowly learning, which is something I appreciate. Um, cause like he, he's, they're dangerous. No, they're not. Learn. It's Read a like book. his mom probably told him that. Mm-hmm. So he believes it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> don't don't blame it all it. on Molly. Could have been Arthur. We don't know. Bill, Charlie, <laughs> good old Percy. It was probably Molly. Oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> Judgy Wudgy was a bear. Oh my god. Um, so Harry does forgive her, which is nice. And like, I mean, you don't. I could see that being a very easy thing to just say in conversation. Like, yeah, yeah I'd like to see what they look like. She didn't mean that she wanted to see someone die, but like, it yeah. wasn't sensitive. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Um, but but the good thing it, behind that, it it was like. There was an innocence factor to it that Harry definitely recognized. Like, she's saying that she wants to see them just out of, like, for pure like knowledge and learning, probably. Like Katie said, she doesn't want to see somebody. Ron would say, snuff it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think he does, actually. You're it's just, like, does. that thoughtless thing. Like, you just say yeah. things without thinking, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, but you should think before you speak. Not everybody does that. I don't do that. It's just because it's not the way that we're tailored. But going back and apologizing but right in the moment is a good thing. I wouldn't, had I thought before I spoke, I wouldn't have had told that woman who I voted for. And then we wouldn't have had that conversation that clearly has lasted with me for years. You and I don't do this, Sasa. I know. We're honest folks. <sighs> it's so aggravating, especially when I'm gonna I've need had you to like let a beverage that go. or two. I'm going to need you to let go of that. You remember when I told you earlier no, to she was just put your so feelings like, deep down? about it. <laughs> And then, like, it was more so, like, it was more so, like, I didn't know what to say back because I was just so shocked that this woman then had, like, feelings about who I voted for. Someone I used to work with. I honestly couldn't even tell you her name. But, like, I was just more, it was, like, more upset with myself that I should have, like, stood up for myself and been, like, 
No, you're the reason why this country is going to hell, not because of who I voted for. You're not wrong. Blah, 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 you know. That's what she told me. So, yay. I think it's okay, though, um, to, like, like how Harry just, like, he doesn't yell at her. He's not like, why would you say that? It's, like, a nice, gentle reminder. Like, I think that Mm. even totally out of this context is really important to remember. Like, something that comes to mind is, like, when people get too over apologetic about like mispronouning mispronouncing someone sorry to hear myself like <laughs> if you do it okay correct yourself mm-hmm. but you don't have to be like oh my god i'm so sorry like i shouldn't have done it just like you're drawing more attention on. to it that way and right. it almost yeah. makes the person even more uncomfortable right so right. just say i'm sorry and move on and just remember the next time right be better yeah take and the take the little you know, correction and take it to heart and make sure that you change it. Also, there's a very easy way to like not do that. We could use words like friend. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like at the same time, like if, if Megan, and Katie or you decided like, I want my pronouns to be a different thing. I wouldn't, I, or if I wanted it to be whatever, and someone was just calling me friend instead of being like, well, she or he or they when or you whatever. you don't know the person. I know, but after you do, I would be like, okay, like that's enough. Like, I'd rather you use my pronouns. Don't call me friend. Don't call me whatever. That's what I'm saying. That's not what you said. That's not what if I you heard. Don't, if you don't know someone. But if you do, that's what I, that's what they were oh, talking Oh, well, about. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about if you don't know anybody. If you don't know the person. But also normalizing putting pronouns in your profiles of things online is a really nice gesture. Um, yep. So like in your Instagram profile and just your, did that. your Twitter profile. Go ahead and put those on in there. Yup. Yup. Okay, back to the chapter. I have to get off my soapbox. Um, so Ron... And Sarah brought this up. He's surprised at how many people could see the Thestrals. But there's, I mean, there's three. Like, <laughs> which is one too many considering the topic. But um, so Q Malfoy, he's like, do you reckon if you saw someone snuff it, you'd be able to see the quaffle better? And him, Crab and Goyle start another round of Weasley's Our King because they super suck. Um, and Ron, or Hermione's like, Ron, just like ignore them. And here she does her cool magic again, where she does her little hot air charm, and she clears a path for them in the snow. That I need to be able to do this. Yeah, that would be great. Why didn't she do that the other day? I don't think she thought of it. <laughs> I, think that, I, I honestly think she was just like, they were so excited to see Hagrid. Um, gosh, sometimes kids are the worst, though. Like, Malfoy, come on. Grow up. Oh, I, I was know. just, I was going to be like, man, I don't like this kid stuff. Like, kids are, kids can be so mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, just insensitive, so you know what I mean? If you're a kid and you listen to this podcast, you better be nice. <laughs> yes. I come get you. <laughs> we only promote niceness. <laughs> All right, so here comes December. And the fifth years are buried in homework. And um, Joe describes it as an avalanche, which I think is pretty fitting because December and snow, he cute. <laughs> and Ron and Hermione have more and more prefect duties as Christmas comes closer. So here's some of their jobs narrated also by Ron, I should say commentary. So supervise the decoration of the castle. Ron says, you try putting up tinsel when Peeves has got the other end is trying to strangle you with it. 
I'm not a fan of tinsel. It makes me well, not that it, I don't like. Thought you were gonna say of peeves, and I was, I was gonna be like, peeves <laughs> never. I was gonna say I'm not a fan of tinsel. It reminds me of my grandmother, but that's not why I don't. I love my grandmother, but she always put tinsel on her Christmas trees, and I didn't see. Care for it. We it gets w- everywhere. We never did tinsel because I grew up with cats, and they would, you know, my mom was like, if Eat they oh, my, chew on it, they'll yes, die. Yes. My yes. grandma didn't have animals except for you know her grandkids. So we never, we never grew up with it. So I never, I never have used it. And I also don't I've, use. I've never used it. My grandmother used it. I never have used. Um, Easter grass. Stuff you, yes. What the is worst. The Easter grass. Never oh, have used, used that. that. Nope. Not because the cats. <laughs> yep. My mom was like, I was so scared my cat would die. I know. Same here. That's exactly my childhood too. <laughs> um, another duty. Watch over. Watch over first and second years spending their break times inside because it's too cold to go outside. Ron. And their cheeky little snot rags. You know, <laughs> we definitely weren't that rude when we were in first year. You for sure were. See, I don't even... <laughs> like, that's the first time I've ever, like, read or heard somebody else use snot rag as, like, a game call. Because, like, I remember using that when I was a kid. I was like, you snot rag! Do you remember... Really, this is applying to Megan. Right up there with butthead. Do you remember when we were like sophomores in high school? Be like, I can't believe those freshmen are so lame. We never acted like that. We totally (laughs) did. Everybody does. We totally did. And then, oh my God. So funny. Let's bring back snot rag. They're the worst. We like went back to our college campus and we were like, we were walking around because I think they, they were having like a festival or something. And I was looking around and I looked at Katie and I was like, these kids are in college they look like they're 10 you're getting old buddy i was like i did not look that young when i was in college i totally i totally did i really did i enjoy the snot rag reference our friend and actually speaking of college still she had like a little cousin or something and like she was young so like she didn't know any bad words to say obviously and she shouldn't be anyway so she got really really mad at her brother and was like you cheese ball and that was like the worst (laughs) word she could think of Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) You cheese ball. Yes, Iggy, food's coming. Last um, duty for them to perform, patrol the corridors in shifts with Filch, who thought that the holiday spirit would cause an outbreak of wizard duels. And Ron said, he's got dung for brains, that one. (laughs) Has that ever happened? Has has the Christmas cheer? I don't know. I feel so (laughs) overjoyed. I would love to fight you. You know, right? (laughs) Just like shooting candy canes at each other. Katie is getting excited for fall because it does not mean cold weather where we live. She can actually be excited for fall. I can't wait for like me to be able to. I mean, I could wear booties now, but I would be very warm and like sweatshirts and cold weather. See, I love fall, but I hate that winter follows it. So like. Well, you don't have that this year, sweetheart. Right? I know. <laughs> we just won't get our fall weather till February, but that's okay. <laughs> I love snow. I Ugh. love snow. Mm. so much. I like it on Christmas. And my friend pointed out to me it's about a it. couple of years ago, because I text her, I'm like, get snow. And she goes, Sarah, you get so excited the first time it snows. You're like Laura like Gilmore. Can you I... smell it? I smell smell so good. snow. Snow does smell good until I'm over it, which is after the first time, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So they're all so busy. Hermione doesn't even have time to knit her ha- her hats for the house elves anymore. Oh, and she's like, she's those poor elves that I haven't set free yet. They have to stay over during Christmas because there aren't enough hats. And Harry's like thinking to himself like, yeah, I still haven't told her that Dobby's the one taking all the hats and she's not doing anything for them. Um, <laughs> Where would they go though? Does she really think? I, mean, like, I don't know. She's setting elves free? I mean, this? like she's not giving and also she's not their like just quote, because they master. find it doesn't mean right. it's been right. also yeah. she's not in charge is that what you just said yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense i and it kind of boggles my mind that she would think this way like this seems like poor writing in my opinion for hermione's character like she's smarter than this well think about it like who does the laundry <laughs> What? <laughs> Who does the laundry at Hogwarts? Exactly. They don't get set free because they right. do some kids' laundry. I, yeah, that, that kind of has always bothered me. I'm like, she's not this stupid. She knows that this isn't going to set them free. She's not their master, and she's not giving them anything. They're finding it. That's not the same no. thing. And, like, she's smarter than that. Why is so much magic? Like, who's picking this stuff up? Are there the magical hampers? Well, I would think, I would think He's got socks in his suitcase not a suitcase trunk trunk are they clean <laughs> i would think that maybe they like just leave them in a pile somewhere i don't know i don't like that that's messy no yeah, but, but like, i'm pretty sure i want it to be a magical hamper so you sure. put it in the hamper and it goes down to they put it in the laundry the, shoes. The but magical. i'm pretty sure that like dobby ironed <laughs> the malfoy's clothes and stuff for the for them I'm talking about yeah. just hogwarts though no but i'm just yeah but i mean like if if I think it's Dobby can like, do it. If if um if I deliberately like say I own a house elf, I would never, but say I do, and I deliberately give them clothing, then they're free. But if they're picking up my laundry because that's part of their duties, that's not me giving them clothing. Right. That's them taking care of my clothing. Like to give them their own article of clothing, I think is yeah. what which could be something of yours, yes. But that's what you're doing, is you're giving them an article of clothing, not like here right. go wash this, like pick that up and wash it that's not you giving them clothes it's just bananas that she thinks this is i i like what megan said that it's, it's poor, poor writing, writing. Mm. whoa i think it is things have been said they're out there now well there's gonna be on the internet forever once this drops like it's stupid for like hermione's smarter enough to think like where would they go you know exactly. what i mean like, like they they have they literally they would have be homeless. nowhere to go they would be homeless which is awful and Correct. she wouldn't do that because there's Did nothing at the if ministry. There's if there's Ooh, what? Wild one. Wild one. House elves. I think we briefly discussed it, but I don't think we ever came to a conclusion. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Iggy um, has words to say. He does. Meows, meow. So here's something sad, though. Harry doesn't oh. want to think <laughs> about Christmas. Because for the first time, he actually doesn't want to spend Christmas at Hogwarts. He's stressed about not being on the Quidditch team because apparently he's banned for life. And he's constantly worrying about whether Hagrid's going to be put on probation because Umbridge sucks. So, quote, he felt highly resentful towards the place at the moment. And that makes my heart hurt because Hogwarts is literally his home and like his safe space, his happy place. And like he's like, I don't even want to deal with this right now. Um, but he is still looking forward to the DA meetings or Dumbledore's army for the short or long form. I don't know what Sarah was going with for that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but they're going to need to stop over the holidays. So, like, that's weighing on his mind, too. 
Um, we find out that Hermione is going skiing with her parents, with Ron, which Ron thinks is hilarious because he's <laughs> like muggles strapping narrow strips of wood to their feet and sliding down a mountain. Okay, why? It is pretty crazy to it's think about. So much fun. It hurts my shins. I prefer snowboarding one oh, no. piece of wood as opposed to two. No, I like my feet to be independent of each other. See, that can, that's um, too I many like things moving. things in my hands. Uh, and yeah, I like to typically when I would ski, I would ski around the snowboarders sitting on the slope. <laughs> A lot of them do sit, don't they? Literally, <laughs> he's like, and don't get offended, anybody. This was that in fun jest. Marty was like, all these snowboarders are so lazy. He's like, all we do is ski around them. <laughs> It's a culture thing. Yeah. <laughs> I no, actually I, I will do it again. I won't go skiing again. It hurt I my will. shins too bad. I wasn't bad at it. I was actually pretty good. The I, guy complimented the last time I me. Ski, I wasn't great, but it had been like 10 years and I was not um, confident in myself. And I was like thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm older now. I'm like, what if I fall and they break something? Um, <laughs> the, yeah, fear, the fearlessness is gone. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But I'll do it again. Maybe next year. I would love to go snowboarding. See, I like to choose when I see snow. <laughs> All right, my last bit, um, which I think was really funny. So we find out Ron's going home to the borough, and Harry spends several days super jealous of this. And it's not until he asks Ron, he's like, well, how are you getting home for Christmas? And Ron's like, didn't, like, you're coming. Didn't I tell you? Like, my mom wrote me weeks ago. I was supposed to tell you that. Poor Harry's just silently suffering. (laughs) God. Nothing sounded better than spending Christmas as the burrow, apparently. We're going to dress up as a house. (laughs) As the burrow with the Weasleys. Harry did feel a little guilty about not spending it with Sirius. Seriously, though. Anyways, so he was hoping in his thinks what am i saying i don't know he was thinking his thoughts <sighs> mm. and he was hoping that maybe molly could invite him him being serious over to have like the festivities and all of that fun stuff at the bro um but he's like man doubler probably wouldn't let him leave Grimold place also molly probably wouldn't want him there because you know they didn't seem to get along super great um so he and Sirius really hadn't talked since the incident with umbridge and the fire and he didn't like the idea of celebrating him. Like he didn't like Harry didn't like the idea of um, serious, like celebrating alone. What is wrong with me? Look at my notes. I wrote along. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. Celebrating alone with creature, like on Christmas, he literally like notes. It's noted in the book. Um, he like had an image of them like sharing a Christmas cracker, just the two of them. But like we just know the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we know that they also don't get along um, and this really could probably be like a little bit of foreshadowing to like he is all alone for a majority of time in that house with Creature mm-hmm. we already know we've talked about this at length he doesn't have a great um, memory and like thing, like with the house and being there and all of that stuff and he, him and Creature really truly don't get along at all mm. any hoosies well I mean Creature's gone for long periods of time as we know and mm-hmm. Sirius doesn't even know Sirius doesn't know that creature is off talking to Miss Bella. <laughs> he doesn't tell him he's gone. <laughs> All right, let's move on because 
we got to. So then Harry's making his way to the room of requirement um, for the last DA meeting of the season before uh, break. And he found that whom he assumed was Dobby had decorated. Such a sweet little guy. Fun. Um, <laughs> and it's just up Harry's alley. He, I'm sure, loves these decorations. Um, and I bet you, like, Jenny last year probably would have, like, kept them all. But there's a banner that said, <laughs> Harry Christmas, and I spelled that wrong as well. You did indeed. Um, and I'm, su- I'm surprised that this doc doesn't have it corrected. Yeah, Katie. Imagine Lockhart seeing that. <laughs> I thought, as I'm typing this, I'm like, Jess, can't you imagine if Snape saw this and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> 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 he's throwing himself a party. He's so, like, for real. Thinks high of himself. Um, and it's noted that there are gold gold baubles that are hanging from the ceiling with Harry's face on them. And if you don't know what a bauble is, it's just like a Christmas ornament. Bobble. The ball. Bobble. Um, and Luna was like the first person to come in after Harry. And she asks Harry, like, oh, like, have you done the decorating yourself? She's so and, sweet. And like, she would be like the type of person who like doesn't even think about you know she just asks the question and she would be like oh my gosh this is great where other people be like harry really you did this kind of thing where like for luna it's just like she's she's just great you know she's pure um and harry confirms that he did not do the decorating he tells her that dobby is the mastermind behind it um and then she notices that there's mistletoe and it's right above harry and he looks up and then he jumps out of the way because he's like, oh no, it's mistletoe. Um, and she says she's happy because it is often infested with nargles. Um, and I wanted to talk about mistletoe. So let's talk about smooching. Um, <laughs> so I googled um, like mistletoe because I like, wanted to know more about it. History.com. Did not know that mistletoe is a parasite. So it's a parasite? Uh huh. Get out of my life. Um, <laughs> this is an article from history.com and it says, Why do we kiss under the mistletoe? And it says, Kissing under sprigs of mistletoe is a well known holiday tradition, but this little plant's history as a symbolic herb dates back thousands of years. Many ancient cultures prized mistletoe for its healing properties. The Greeks were known to use it as a cure for everything from menstrual cramps to spleen disorders, mm. and the Roman naturalist Pliny, the elder, noted that it could be used as a balm against epilepsy, ulcers, and poisons. The plant's romantic overtones most likely started with the Celtic Druids of the 1st century AD. Because mistletoe could blossom even during the frozen winter, Ah. the Druids came to view it as a sacred symbol of... Is that vivacity? Is that how you say that? And they administered it to humans and animals alike in the hope of restoring virility. But why do we kiss, Sasa? Why did I say virility like that? Virility! (laughs) Another famous chapter in mistletoe folklore comes from Norse mythology. So said that weird as well. As the story goes, when the god Odin's son, Baldur, was prophesied to die, his mother, Frigg, the goddess of love, went to all of the animals and plants of the natural world to secure an oath that they would not harm him. But Frigg neglected to consult with the unassuming mistletoe. So the scheming god Loki made an arrow from the plant and saw that it was used to kill the otherwise invincible Baldur. According to one sunnier version of the myth, 
The gods were able to resurrect Balder from the dead. Delighted, Frigg then declared mistletoe a symbol of love and vowed to plant a kiss on all of those who pass underneath it. And then it goes on to say mistletoe's association with virility and vitality continued through the Middle Ages. By the 18th century, it had become wildly incorporated into Christmas celebrations. Just how it just hold on. Just how it made the jump from sacred herb to holiday decoration remains up for debate, but the kissing tradition appears to have first caught on among servants in England before spreading to the middle classes. As part of the early custom, men were allowed to steal a kiss from any woman caught standing under the mistletoe, and refusing was viewed as bad luck. Yet another tradition instructed the merrymakers to pluck a single berry from the mistletoe with each kiss and to stop smooching once they were all gone. Um, it's cute and everything, but you should ask them before you kiss them because consent is important. Yep. Um, in case you were wondering what I thought about that. Um, and I also just like wanted to just talk about mistletoe for a second. It's a common known name for, uh, it's like a long thing. Obligate hemisper- hold on, Paras- hemiparasitic yeah. plant, um, in the order. I don't know what that Centalis. is. They are attached to their host tree or shrub. A shrubbery? Um, by a structure called the something. That's a lot of science work. Yeah. Hostorium, through which they extract water and nutrients from the host plant. And it says their parasitic lifestyle has led to some drastic changes in their metabolism. And I believe it's poisonous to some, like, whoa. My computer just did something weird. I believe. Um, <laughs> I, need to, I need to play back that sound clip. Oh, poisonous to like if like don't eat it. Basically, is what I'm saying. Maybe it's like Easter grass. <laughs> Keep it away from your cat. Um, and then I also looked up nargles. So according to the wikia. It says Nargle, uh, the Nargle, the Nargle University is a <laughs> magical creature that Luna Lovegood and Xenophilius Lovegood believe exists. Though many others believe them not to exist or to be extinct, it is unknown as to whether Luna ever did discover their existence or not in her years of globe trotting. I'd like to say just because it doesn't, you can't see it doesn't mean it not, does not exist. Anyways, Pastorals. as they're described. Uh, Nargles are known to infest mistletoe and to be mischievous thieves. Luna Lovegood claimed that her butterbeer cork necklace kept the Nargles away and that her papers and shoes were taken by Nargles, but we, I think, know that they were just mean students, correct, that was taking her shoes because people are mean. Um, let's see. It talks about the history, like, obviously we see them here with, um, this is like, I think the first time we've seen or heard of Nargles. Am I correct in saying that? I think... Uh, what no, is she, she does say, she mention them on the train? Does she mention well, them on the well, train at all? Is that something else? Well, that's Raxperts. Raxperts. Because mm-hmm. it says... Um, for the last meeting... Uh, so this is the last meeting of Dumbledore's Armory in 1995. He, she, as we are literally discussing this, she says that they like to um, infest mistletoe. Um... And then Harry does joke about it, Joe, about the mistletoe. And then it's it a the later. good part. Then they, they're smooching. <laughs> um, 
obviously Cho had no idea what he was talking about because she was confused. Um, and then I guess like the Daily Prophet wrote a short column. I don't know if this is true about a fairy nargle that was found on a pensioner's wig, possibly Click implying the these end. creatures could be Click. could indeed in- exist. Oh, it's in the video game, so bogus. You you choose to believe if that's canon or not. I guess. Any whoosies, Angelina, Katie, and Alicia come in next with Angelina informing Harry that they he's been replaced. Um for his secret position. I Say what? Wrote, when I was writing, I wrote something and the wording I had to delete it because I'm like, I'm going to laugh too much and it's not appropriate. Anyways, so he has been replaced. Um, they have also found replacements for Fred and George's positions as well. So the new Gryffindor seeker is none other than the fierce lady they and we all call Ginny Weasley. Book Ginny. Yay. Yeah. Book Jenny for the win. Um, and so Angelina then tells Harry, and this is like from the quote or from the book. This is from the quote. She says that she's pretty good, actually. Nothing I knew, of course, because she basically was like, "We can't have you." She's like, the "I next don't best want thing. nobody, baby." Um, and she truly is not pleased with Harry. She like gives him like a dirty look for getting banned, and Harry literally is also not pleased with himself because he's mad. He'd rather be playing, and we all know that Umbridge is the worst. I need a shirt that says, I'd rather be playing Quidditch. In my <laughs> yes. <favorite. laughs> um, and so we learn that Andrew Kirk and Jack Sloper um, replaced Fred and George, and they are the new beaters. Uh, and they were, she literally said they were the best of the idiots. That's a quote. Jeez. Idiots is quote. That showed up. Um, but again, we know that they are not as great as Fred and George. So I wanted to Google these human beings as well. Um, so according to the Wikia, there's Andrew Kirk. Good old Andy. Mr. Kirk. <laughs> to E. Kirk I was going to say it, but I also wasn't going to say it. Is um, there any relation to Captain Kirk? A different Kirk. spelling. Oh, yeah, it's a different spelling. You're right. This what is I, Kirk A. It's Kirky. He might have dropped Tiberius, <laughs> might have dropped the E before. You know what? Who knows? Maybe. Um, also, else. have you ever watched? Um, oh shoot, Degrassi. JT. He's James Tiberius. I was not a Degrassi person. Oh, I cried a lot. I think the only I Degrassi I've seen is because died. you made me watch something. My cousin was obsessed. I only watched it for like a couple of years, but I also like watched it like late. So like I did see Drake on Degrassi. Anyways, let's talk that, about that. That makes me laugh. Let's talk <laughs> about Andrew Kirk. Uh, yeah. What do he we was know? a wizard. Oh. And oh. a Gryffindor. Oh. At Hogwarts oh. School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Brand new. Um, and then it says, according to his bio, Andrew became a beater on the Gryffindor Quidditch team along with Jack Sloper in 1995. They took over the positions after Fred and George <laughs> We're given a lifelong ban, which still makes me laugh. <laughs> Anyways, um, lifelong, eh? Yeah, apparently. Don't you be well, playing Quidditch in that uh, apple orchard of yours? Someone's life is a little longer. <sighs> Angelina Johnson, the team captain, was unimpressed by oh, Andrew fine. and Jack's performance during tryouts, but considered them to be better than the others who had tried out. Ron considered them to be dreadful players, even worse than he was. He's not a bad player. He just likes Aww. having it. Anyways, during Gryffindor's quick defeat to Hufflepuff, Andrew had a pitiful performance when Zechariah Smith 
flew in his direction carrying the quaffle. Andrew quaffle. shrieked and fell off of his broomstick. <laughs> Ginny Weasley caught the golden snitch 22 minutes into the match, causing Gryffindor to lose why are only you, 10 points. Why are you spoiling everything? I just like to read. <laughs> That's the whole dang match. Eh. What are we going to do when we get to that chapter? Sorry, Spoiler go listen alert. to 156. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 that's listening to us right now knows what's going to happen. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't. Behind the scenes, Andrew Kirk's name is possibly derived from the Chronicles, what the Chronic Buckles of Narnia, um, the magician's nephew, which features a main character named Diggory Kirk. <laughs> this makes you laugh because he made a profile named that, with a maternal uncle named Andrew Cutterly, and it says this is the same same namesake of the fellow Quidditch player Cedric Diggory. Get out of Isn't town. Anyway, we see him. Of Narnia. Um, <laughs> that's Andrew Kirk. Give a round of applause for good old Mr. Kirk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Jack Sloper. That sounds like a spy name. It kind of yes. does. Andrew Kirk. No, no. Jack Sloper. <laughs> oh. Wait. <laughs> What's that guy's name in 24? Jack... Bauer. Bauer. Thank you. Maybe that's Bauer. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's what's oh, that's yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Jack Sloper was a wizard and a substitute beater on the Gryffindor Quidditch team in 1995, along with Andrew Kirk. Good old Andy. He took over for Fred and George Weasley. Jack was unsuccessful in rejoining the team the next year. Well, that's a sad tweet. So he and Andrew were both described, as we talked about, they're incompetent. Um, and <laughs> this Jeez. was particularly evident when Jack knocked himself <laughs> unconscious with his own bat. Dude, that's a pellet. Um, I wonder, like, how old these dudes are. This Andrew is and Jack? Like, what year do you think they are? Uh, that's fourth. Probably. No, really? You think they're younger? I. That's how I always pictured them, but I don't really know. Wait, what did you say, Katie? Four. Well, they've oh, they've okay. got these they're six, they're younger, because they come back to try the year after, right? He does. They didn't say anything about Andrew Sloan. Good Andrew. old Andy, we don't know. Mr. Kirk. <laughs> Andy Kirk A. But don't, <laughs> do Fred and George play next year? No, because this is their last year. <laughs> they uh, peace out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they come back just to play Quidditch. <laughs> Megan. Sorry. I rinse anyway. <laughs> 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 what did I say? What was my big blunder? It was so stupid. Oh, uh, I wish that I could oh, remember. Just we've so all I could had rub one. it in your face, but I don't. Determine that oh. Voldemort killed Regulus. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of did. Anyway, so he expressed he not Regulus, not Andrew, good old Andy, but uh, good old Jack. Jack expressed interest in continuing to play for Gryffindor, but was replaced the following year. He later delivered a message for Albus Dumbledore to Harry Potter with the details on their first lesson. He also asked Harry when tryouts would be held for Quidditch. Quidditch. And then it says etymology, um, which it didn't have for Andy. Jack derives from John, which means God in Hebrew is gracious. Um, and it says sloper could come from the English word slope, a service in which one slide is higher than the other. This could relate to his inability to do things right, since slopes have been described as very hard to climb for some people. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're back to skiing. 
And we're back to skiing. We got Andy, we got Jack. Who are you putting your money on? I'm going with Andy. Andy didn't knock himself out. He just thought. Yeah, Andy. So soon, the room is full of everybody. They can start the festivities. Not really, because they're not actually having a party. Harry just wants them to go over everything they've learned so far in their, quote, lessons. Um, Because he really doesn't think that there's, like, a point to learn anything new because they're going to be leaving. Well, and I don't even know if every single person there is leaving, but they're not having a DA meeting um, for another three weeks because that's how long break is. And then, of course, good old Zach Smith, uh, he's got something to say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and what he has to say is that had he known that they weren't going to be learning anything new, he wouldn't have shown up. Good. Then Bye. Fred replies saying, oh, they're sorry that Harry hadn't told him beforehand, which would give me a good chuckle. And a lot of people laughed. And then Cho also was laughing. Harry sees Cho laughing and he gets some butterflies in his tummy because he likes her. Oh. He's got Feelings for her. Feelings. Feelings sometimes suck, man. Feeling like a <sighs> good time. I don't know. Can I? Um, <laughs> I would like to read something real quick before we go into our lightning bolt round. I looked up stuff on Theodore Not. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Sorry. I decided to put it on hold because we were okay. just rolling. Are you sorry or not? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Okay. Let's slither into her talking about Let's it. Let's slope in that direction. Let's waddle our way into Tiffany talking about Theo. That was the verb for today. We're waddling. Yeah, I know what it was. <laughs> this was really cute because it was from. it's from 2004. So this was posted by Crumpet. Um, and I love the timestamp. It's September 6, 2004, 1.59 a.m. Thoughts to think, friends, on the internet in 2004 at 2 in the morning. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so they were wondering about Theodore Knox. So it says in Order of the Phoenix, there are two other boys other than Harry that can see Thestrals. One is Neville, says his grandfather passed away. However, the second boy is described as a um, stringy Slytherin boy standing just behind Goyle. And so they go into saying the two most promi- promising candidates for the Slytherin boy are Blaise Zavini, who Joe has said we will see again. And who was confirmed to be a boy. And Theodore Knott on her website, JKR, has said of Knott. So she apparently talked about Knott on her website at some mm. point, either in 2004 or before. She it used says, to do like chats. That's yeah. probably. Well, and yeah. I guess she was going to write a scene in the um, books <laughs> between her, him and Neville, not him and Neville, him and Draco, like talking at Malfoy Manor. Because I guess they're both at, like, the same level of, like, pure-bloodedness. Mm-hmm. Well, you're sitting at the main table. The daddy is, at least. Yeah. I know much more about Theodore not 
than has appeared in the books. Raised by a very elderly widower and Death Eater father, Theodore is a clever loner who does not feel the need to join gangs, including Malfoy's. But, like, he is a bad guy in... Theodore's father, the same knot who is badly injured in the closing chapters of The Lord of the Phoenix. Isn't it young Theodore Knot that is in Cursed Child, correct? That would be the dad. He's the one that's doing the time stuff? I thought he was. I think it's the. uh, No, I think it's Theodore. Yeah, it's the the young young one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. But they go on to say. This is why they're thinking it was Theodore not in the class. Um, so on page 583, chapter 26, I don't know if that's your book or not, but in the chapter Seen and Unforeseen, Harry sees them with their heads together, Draco Crab and Goyle, later in the afternoon in the library, together with a weedy-looking boy Hermione whispered was called Theodore not. Yeah, so possible. This was after, like... I, Weedy, stringy. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Who knows? I just thought that that was really interesting, and I love that this speculation was happening happening in 2004. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love reading stuff like that. There's I love so- finding, like, stumbling across old internet articles, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is still true. Like, it's like a, you know, like a study or something, but it's, like, from... A long time oh ago. Oh my god, I know. So this is from Cost Forums Archive going into the tab Hogwarts going in the tab called History of Magic. I like that, that You're they cute. put that all in the History of Magic part. That is cool. So I'll let you guys um, I'll let you ask me some questions. Very <laughs> famous. Tell me why I'm the greatest. Oh my god, so the other day at work. There's no answer to I that. I forget what the what she was doing. We were looking at something and she said something about the goat maybe so talking about someone's like internet or something i'm like oh they're probably the greatest of all time and she's like what she thought i was like so smart for making that up and she i was like you've never heard that she goes no i'm like i can't take credit for it i'm like oh. i'm not the first person that <laughs> totally funny. off topic but i am the greatest of all time all right meg ask a question okay don't look me <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> so weird. Um, Anna Beth asks, do you think Hagrid would have taught the same lesson if Hermione hadn't gone to talk to him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just because, like, he clearly wasn't listening anyway, so I don't think that anything that she was saying got through to him, and this was his plan the whole time. It's true. I think it's a great lesson. I liked the Thestrals. Mm-hmm. I think that it's unfortunate that Umbridge being Umbridge and being her. I think, it's I think it could have been like Umbridge. so much better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. People need to learn to hate less. Mm. Anyway, yep. <laughs> we could talk about that forever. Mm. Sam asks, what creature would you have taught if Umbridge was observing you? I like Thestrals. Um, but if I was trying to play, I really, yeah. eight, I'd bring all little puppy dogs. Look at this little wolf. What about? Look at this little wolf. Maybe bow truckles. Pygmy puffs. Oh, I'd bring Aww. cat. I'd bring kitty cat. What about a nasal? What are you, oh. Katie? 
Yeah, but think I'm trying to appease to her. Embrace oh, your inner me. Don't, like this is how much like I, not that I'm not a cat person. First of all, I can't get cats. How many times have you said this many, on the pod? But there's too many people in my life that are like allergic. <laughs> but like you know the power of a kitten when you almost buy one. <laughs> well, like a rescue. You know what I mean? Like Dude. I think I think it was when you got Fozzie. And there were also cats, and I was like, <gasps> and when I say cats, I mean cute, itty bitty little kitties, and I wanted to bring it home. They're just so cute, <laughs> just little babies, little baby. We passed a cats. dog on our walk today, oh, and I was like, Alana, look at that tiny dog, and she goes, Oh, hi, tiny pooch. I guess they're just oh, cute and so, so precious. <gasps> Katie, what did I tell you? I saw them one day. Was it a possum? I was driving. I home. think so. Possums are cute, dude. You know what's even cuter? Little baby possum. Hanging on their mama? I literally. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, they were on the road. Oh, they were crossing. I saw two. In a line? A two, like, so I saw, okay. So, you know, like, by my house, you have to go down the valley and then go up. So, I went down, and as I was going down into the valley, the mama possum was walking. Or maybe it was a raccoon. It was a raccoon. I know I said that. <gasps> I love raccoons. So it was the mama oh raccoon gosh. and, like, three little itty babies. I was like, oh. <gasps> And then I came up on the other side of the valley, and I saw another one with little babies. Hold on. We're getting oh. yelled at about not saying the O. What? Oh, possum. In Ohio, we say possums. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's too many. That's too many. No, I'm not saying an O. It's not O, man. It's a possum. <laughs> it's just Mally. Like, oh, the little raccoons were so cute. All right. I magical. love little magical. raccoons. They could be magical. They're so cute. Puppies are magical. You cannot lie to me and tell me. Think of all things that dogs do. I love Fozzie Bear so much. It hurts. Literally, pu- petting a dog makes you happier. That's, that's why they have therapy it's dogs. It's fine that, that they're a different species, but that's just not what we say. <laughs> Wait, are opossums and possums different? Apparently. So. <gasps> uh, well, what, what I do? see all the time Maybe is a possum. About a possum and not the opossum. Oh. <laughs> are we ready uh, for the next question? I don't think I answered. Oh yeah, no, you didn't. Sorry. What? What is your answer? I don't know. <laughs> What? Honestly, like, here's the thing. If I'm looking at this in the way that, like, it truly is laid out, he could literally be teaching you out of a book, and she's gonna say he's doing it wrong. There's nothing that Hagrid could have done that she would have approved of that she would have said the ministry says is okay. I'm not sure she's a manipulator. (laughs) Because if he was teaching solely out of a book, which is exact, she doesn't teach. She makes them read. That's not teaching. If he was teaching them out of a book, she would have been like, no, they need to be actively doing things. Like, this isn't a real class because you need to be teaching them with, like, creatures, blah, 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 blah. I feel like no matter what, she was putting him in a lose situation, no matter what he did. Right. Which is what I just, so yes. Well, yeah, I'm just saying I agree with you. (laughs) What are we arguing about? Uh, So Vinny asks, "Does does it have to be death related to people you know or would you have, have to let it linger, linger. <laughs> my god <laughs> or would the death of a pet count i'm sorry megan you're gonna have to say it again because sarah and i just had the same moment <laughs> what it, what what was the question <laughs> does it have to be 
to see a Thestral, does it have to be death related to a person or would the death of a pet count? I think it depends on how that death affects you. I think that like yeah, I agree. when it's a person and not, I don't want to diminish pets dying at all. But what I'm saying is, like, with a person dying, I think that, like, no matter what, you're going to see a Thestral. But I think that, like, if it's a pet, like, and I know, like, oh, and I, my, this has happened, obviously, like, I've had pets in my life. It's horrific. So, but there are some people that, like, maybe, unfortunately, I hope this doesn't happen, that they don't care about their pets as much or something. You know how, like, there's just yeah. some people that don't. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. But, like, if it truly, like, affects you, like, it was, yeah. like, your grandma dying or, like, something like that, then yes, I think that you would. Because that you totally understand death when... Because a lot of times they're more than a pet, you know what I mean? Like, that's your family, that's your whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Emily goes to say, if Harry had not seen his parents die, then I believe... Well, he oh, also saw sure. Cedric and, and whatnot. Um, she believes that she would have um, seen Thestrals after yeah. Hedwig died. I'm here for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The, oh, I, I guess I didn't answer that, but I was going to say that I think that it just depends on like how kind of, I think it's kind of what you guys said, but like, it depends how the death affects you more. So like if it's a human or, or a pet, like I think, um, you know, some people, some people like have pets in their life, but they're just like not as connected to them emotionally mm-hmm. as other people mm-hmm. could be with their pets. So like that might not hit them as hard as it would um, for like me with one of my cats. Like, yeah, I guarantee I would, I would probably see a Thestral yeah. if, if I saw one of, I don't even want to think about it. So like, nope. um, yeah, I don't know. But I think it just depends on, like, how you take the death. Well, even, like, thinking about, like, just seeing, like, maybe, like, an unfortunate accident with, like, an animal out in the wild. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have a connection to them as much. Like, it is still super sad. And, like, you're watching, I don't know, you know what I mean? Versus, like, a pet of yours. Probably you have a totally different connection with your pet versus just some random animal you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think it yeah i think i agree with you guys it depends on how you process the death um next question comes from sarah if oh, you were a st- <laughs> <laughs> if you were a student at hogwarts and not friends with hagrid like the trio would you prefer grubbly plank or hagrid as a teacher probably Hagrid if I'm being honest still I think Hagrid just because like his how he teaches his lessons there's more passion in them and like you can feel Mm -hmm. that um I mean he can be scatterbrained sometimes but I think at the end of the day like learning from somebody who cares about something as much as Hagrid does is always going to stick with you better and I think for him he's going to offer you things that like there's a difference between like you're saying having passion and teaching it Versus like, these are like, you need to know A, B, C, and D where he's going to give you that, but he's also going to give you like extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how like helps me remember and learn the things I actually have to need to know because she's like, you're giving me more information. You know what I mean? Like, and Hagrid has such a passion and a flair and like just loves creatures and wants you to love them as much as he does. Um, I'm here for it. 
I agree. Yeah. Minus the flabber flubber worms. You know, I'd get a little tired <laughs> oh of that and well, be like, all right, we gotta move on. Wasn't he like feeling Yes. Bad? Yeah. I don't know. He's like Ron in that sense. Like both of them do Discouraged. better like, when they're um confident. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I yep. I think I would choose Hagrid. He's that fun teacher that yeah. like, pushes the limit. Although I may have thought about it after he did the scroots though i may oh have been gosh. like you know what i don't think i'm gonna do this anymore <laughs> and i and you know like grubbly plank's lesson with the unicorns was a good lesson she's not a bad teacher um no, she's not and she yeah she's not a bad teacher by any means but i just think like this thestral lesson would have gotten me excited for this year yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh let's see Kara asks Draco or we think Draco what do you think Draco making oh I just lost my spot Draco making a joke to Ron about if he saw someone die then he might be able to see the quaffle better this message keeps jumping around was leftover foreshadowing do you think that this was leftover foreshadowing from when JK originally intended to kill off Arthur at the end of this chapter and the next chapter Hmm. Um, I don't know because like Ron wouldn't have seen it. No. Well, yeah. it's a good thought, but Ron, I mean, was she planning on killing him with the snake? I, Was that I how she planned for him so. to go? I think it so. Would, it wouldn't have affected him then. Uh, I thought he wasn't going to make it in the I last kind of battle. I thought it was just or was Malfoy it the last being yeah, Malfoy like a kid being a kid? And yeah. A jerk. Not a kid being a kid. Malfoy being Malfoy, being, Malfoy because I, Malfoy is believe- just. Kids, I, I've seen kids do stuff like this. You know what I well, mean? Well, sure. And they can yeah. be ridiculously insensitive. Let's just say Malfoy being an unkind kid. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Um, Pesha asks, what is your number one favorite thing to do when it's snowy? Sit under a blanket, watch a movie, and cuddle. I like, this is so, I don't know if it's so weird. I literally just love watching it snow. Yeah, that's not um, weird. And that's when I'll probably cozy up, make myself a cup of tea. Maybe have I like your house with the fire. Yeah. Yep. Sarah's uh, house is Antarctica. <laughs> but it's nice when the fire, like when there's a fire in the If I'm room. sitting directly in front of it yeah. in many, many layers. <laughs> when I was there, I would literally, okay, this is what I did. Uh, they got me a space like heater. So I would take this. Space- get, I don't think that was for you, was it? Yes, I, I was, was there. Grandma. Be- I was there before her. Uh no. <laughs> I moved she's out. older than you. I moved. She <laughs> is all before you. Do not talk about Grandma Hagen like so, that. Mary Kay will come back and say something to you. Okay. I would take the heater from my room to the bathroom so I didn't freeze to death in the shower. That bathroom is colder than the one upstairs. And then I would take it back. I did live with the O'Malley's. Um. Yeah, my house is pretty cold. <laughs> Yes, I will say is. this, though, Katie. My mom wants to get an air conditioner for the upstairs so when she works out up there, it's even colder. And I was like, we literally don't need one. But Does she like, want to oh work goodness. out with penguins? <laughs> yes. That's well, the, the route she's going. The reason why my house is, is cold and always has been cold is because of her. Although at my old house, like, the heating in the second floor um, didn't, like, really work as well. Like, my room would be so cold, I swear I could hang meat in there. Like, it was that cold. <laughs> I used to sleep 
like you said, like a sweatshirt, sweatpants, and sleep in a um, oh shoot, what are those camping bags called? Sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. <laughs> camping bag. <laughs> what are those like, camping bags called? Like, my my very first night sleeping at the new house when I was a senior <laughs> in high school. I was so used to because it was in the middle of winter. It was December. I was so used to piling on clothes because my room would be so cold. I was sweating. I was like, what is this? It's heat. I don't know what this is. Not that my room was like ridiculously cold, but like in the 50s, I would say, at the old house. That's chilly. I love I love it being cold because then I can cozy up. I got my socks on. I got my sweatshirt on. I can have a nice cup of tea. Um, Wait, I did not answer. I didn't either. I oh, okay. I thought you were moving on. No. I was like, whoa. I was just going to say my favorite thing to do is to make hot chocolate and go and look at Christmas lights. Oh, I do like that. We drive around and try to find some Christmas lights to look at. Um, I enjoy my favorite cozy hoodie, some nice cozy pants, fuzzy socks, a heated blanket on the couch with my cats on my lap and my wife next to me and a watching Christmas a Christmas movie, movie and Which some one? hot cocoa. Which one? Yeah. If, if you I had to pick right pick now. Pick one right now. Which one would you want to watch? I swear Elf. to the Lord, if you say any kind of Hallmark movie, I will come through this Ugh. computer. Do they like no. Hallmark movies? I don't no. know. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to name a Hallmark movie. You know what's one I, of my Yeah, I don't know any. Santa Claus. It's a good it's one. such a classic. Uh, I like ooh, that's a good movies. one. Did you say one? I said Elf. Oh, Elf. Oh, okay. All right. I all right. would say Home Alone. Ooh, yeah. Or ooh. Santa Claus. Those are like... Probably my two go-to ones for for Christmas movies. Um, Every time if, I watch I, if I'm picking like my first one of the season, it's gonna be one of those two. I like to watch Elf, the Santa Claus. Oh, uh, what's my favorite one? Jack Frost, but the like old like I don't know if it's claymation or claymation. Something. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Um, also, a year without a Santa Claus is a good one. Santa Claus is coming to town. Little baby, so baby, 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 wingle. wingle. I like babies. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wingle. We gotta find it. And we play I it have the Discord. Video. We'll play it when it's done. Yeah, well, like, we, let's Love let's Ashley wrap this part up. <laughs> is one of my favorite Christmas movies, but I will watch that year round. I mean, let's be honest, I'll watch these movies. Cartoon Grinch, Christmas tape. Mm. Christmas tape. Christmas tape is good. Christmas Grinch tape. is good. Christmas tape is where it's at. Jim Carrey's Grinch is also really good. I enjoy Jim Carrey. I, I like it. both. Yes. All right. Which Next question. Is this it? If, no. It's not. Maui Potter asks, if you could choose one magical creature to learn about, what would it be? Um, Thestrals. Phoenix. Like if I could see it in person Ooh, and like Phoenix. hang out with it. Thestrals or Phoenix is cool too, but I like Thestrals. I'm real into like that dark, sad stuff. So like, you don't say. It's up my alley. <laughs> Katie, dragons. Mm. Dragons. I like Phoenix. That's a really good answer. That was really that'd cool. be really really cool. Thank you. For I'm whatever a reason, every time someone's like, I like, I want to say, I like to eat eat. eat. <laughs> I also think I would have loved the Niffler lesson. That would have yes. been really fun to have them go through. That, that. Cool. that was a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. All that fake gold. Mm-hmm. Um, 
next question from Brandon. Be honest. Could you have used the Cruciatus curse on Umbridge during yeah. that class? I don't uh, think I could ever do that. No. <laughs> I Here's the thing. Would yeah, I, I could Would I have been able to actually do it? Yeah, I think I'd be angry enough, but I'm not the type of person that would do it. I don't think it would hold. Do you think it was hold? Mm. Hold? What do you mean? Because, like, last. Like, you know, like, when Harry yeah. did it, it was just like a like, like a blast. A yeah, yeah, like knocked her over. I'd like to think that I'm think a powerful be, I witch. That's how it would be like for me. Like I, like I'm trying to think of like times I've been super, super angry. I think it would have been like, and then I'd be like, still fired up, but I like not fired up enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I probably right, like, would like wanna get, get her down in the parking lot. You know I mean? <laughs> All right, we got two. I'm gonna do two more. Uh, the next one, nope, rope. 84 asks (laughs) (laughs) this is a fun one if you could describe umbrage as a meal what would she be garbage oh man (laughs) (gasps) real food liver and onions okay (laughs) i've never had it so i might actually like it so let me try to like something i don't like oh a salad (laughs) definitely a salad Here's the thing. This is difficult With for ranch. me. Obviously, if you've Oof. ever seen me, you know I like food. Um, uh, I don't I'm like water. Say... I don't hate what? any food, though. What don't I like? Oh, shrimp Canna... cocktail. Oh, I don't oh, care ew. for that either, but it's because I don't like my shrimp to be cold. Shrimp cocktail's gross. I try it every year, guys. Why? Wait, 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 wait. You cannot say you try shrimp cocktail every year. You try shrimp every year. I is that it. correct? I dip it. It's always with the sauce. You try cold shrimp cocktail every year. Yes. That's the shrimp you choose to try every year. No, that's not the shrimp I choose to try. It's just like they always put it out and everybody like goes wild for it. So every year I wonder if my taste buds change. That's 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 how you want to try to see if your taste buds have changed with shrimp. Yeah. It's not just shrimp. It's that particular version. But you I've don't had like fried, shrimp. I've had fried shrimp and I've enjoyed it. It's never going to get better, Tiffany. Than don't, fried shrimp? Let me tell you this. You, we all live. We all have an allotted time on this earth. Don't waste my time with Correct. that. Correct. Okay. Eat good food. Eat food you like. I feel that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you don't, calm down? This is, this is why I don't eat salad. Oh, see, I, I don't eat lettuce. Nothing. I'm telling you guys. I am telling you. If I were to go to Subway. Don't go to Subway. What are you talking about? But listen, if I were to go to Subway and I got a sandwich with no lettuce and one itty bitty little sliver made its way on my sandwich. She knows. I know. And and Katie, (laughs) but I'll take a bite. And I'll be like, there's lettuce on this. And it's and on the I other end of the sandwich. And I find it every I time. This. I don't care for lettuce a lot of times on my sandwiches, but I love a good salad. There's nothing better well, than a good a salad. A good salad. Yeah. Chicken, I, or salmon. I have genuinely tried to like salads, and I, I just cannot. I can't. All right. All right. All right, are we ready for one? Oh, Katie, go ahead. Sorry. I think it'd be a can of sardines that was sitting out in the sun. Ew. God. Jeez. Yeah. I can feel that in my pool. Or 
or anything oh. that you pull out of your gar- your garbage disposal. Yeah, but it's not food. Like yeah. that's food you would eat though. That's like but... food to consume. Yeah, like a meal. A can of cat food. <laughs> hey, that is well, that's, that's edible. edible. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you and I keep saying the same thing. At I the know same time. we're we have issues. I love how like everyone names a meal, and I'm like, wait, I don't like chestnuts. Umbridge <laughs> right. is yeah. a freaking corn dog. All right, <laughs> that's what she <laughs> is. This, then this give right me here. more of her. <laughs> for it. She is a foot long corn dog. That's a, she's she's a, a corn dog dipped in Miracle Whip. Okay, not <laughs> Give me oh, that. No. Yeah. Well, I need to see myself out. But corn okay, dogs bye. are okay. Also, I'm Kitty not judging people that eat corn dogs, and I'm not judging people that eat Miracle Whip. I'm just not a fan of either one of those things. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to do two more because I really like two. Do you need, but, but they're I'm short. Trying, I got they're work short. tomorrow they're now. Short. They're short. So do I, Tiffany, every day. Anyway, Isaiah asks, why don't the house elves complain to Dumbledore about Hermione? Which I think is a good question. I don't know why they don't. It's not in their nature. Yeah. But like, if they're at the point where they've stopped cleaning Gryffindor Tower, like they're pretty frustrated. Yeah, well, they're pretty. You know, I, I, yeah, I think that they're just not complainers. I wouldn't. I don't think. It, they, are they allowed? Is a house elf literally? You know what I mean? I at they Hogwarts, they're Hogwarts allowed to. Probably. You think? Yeah, because yeah. like Dumbledore's not going to be like. Not kick them out. Get back to yeah. work. You know what I mean. But I don't know what the nature is. Well, I like think of them. They, I think yes. that they might think he would be like that, which is part of the reason why they're just gonna suffer in their silence and not. They're just in the aspect of no human is gonna hear him talk about that. And then there's Dobby, who's just kind of more of like the, um, for lack of a better term, in my head, like the odd one out, where like he will do, like he will he was doing something he didn't care for. You know what I mean? I bet if it would got to a, like a point, he would say something. Yeah. Dobby maybe would, like, I don't think other households would come to Harry with that problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. okay. Last uh, one. Last one is from Sam. Uh, what is your favorite holiday or rank them? If you can't choose a favorite, Jeez. I just thought this one was fun. Uh, Christmas and Halloween. Yeah. Definitely Christmas and Halloween, but like, what is one two? Even if it's slightly, oh, I think just a little. Christmas. I think Christmas, Christmas gets a slight one. edge. Yeah. Um, my favorite. I don't care for like the meaning behind it. I like Thanksgiving because I like to eat and I like the food. Um, but I don't love the meaning behind the holiday. Um, or like how it started, basically. Yeah. Um, and I like Christmas season. I don't like the actual day of Christmas. I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the type of person, like, every year they're like, what do you want? What do you want? I don't want any gifts. I'm not, like, the type, I don't know. Not that I don't like giving gifts. Who doesn't like getting gifts? But, like, I've always... I'm more so, like, giving gifts on Christmas. So, like, I don't need anything, so I don't know what to tell you. I like gifts. Um, (laughs) But I love, like, that time of year, like, between, like, really, like, depending on where you live, like, sometimes it starts, like, the beginning of... Um, like November, but in America, it usually starts year. like, well, it still sometimes starts, but like after Thanksgiving, and like everyone's just so cheery, and like usually there's snow on the ground, and like I love the music, um, and everything's just so festive, and then it's Christmas Day, and blah, it's just all right. I like, I love Christmas Eve. 
Okay. I really yeah, love it's really Eve. hard for me to choose between Halloween and Christmas just because like both of them are kind of like this whole season. It's not so much like the day. It's like the time leading up to the holidays is what I like. Like Halloween, what I love is like the haunted houses and the corn mazes pumpkin. and pumpkin everything. And Dude, I can't apples. wait for pumpkin cream cold. Oh. But then like Christmas, like the warm drinks and the smells and the lights and just all of the family gatherings or the friend gatherings and I don't know it's I think that Christmas takes the edge a little bit but it's very very close I mean I like the Halloween season but more so because like it's not spooky but like I like those kinds of things but like even the day of Halloween like I don't I haven't gone trick-or-treating in years like I don't dress up a ton i don't know it's all right like i don't love pumpkin flavored things at all i'm very much not that like typical girl look um i'm sorry more for you guys you know what that's you're right you're right i like apple things okay i'll accept you back into my life (laughs) (laughs) um i just love like really this is again I should. This should go in my book. Reasons why I'm fat. I love Thanksgiving because I like to eat the food. My grandma would always make really good something. Which what'd she make? Stuffing. Really good. My stuff. aunt would make really great turnips. So I don't know who's gonna make that this year. And then Christmas again. The food. A lot of parties. I always have a Christmas party. I just like spending time with my friends. So anytime I get together, it's a holiday. Every day is a holiday cooking. when you're with me. I love cooking. I love I love eating what Meg cooks. I love eating what Sarah cooks. It's always Shred good. It. It's fun. That's yeah. all I got. Oh, fan story? Maybe. I have a question. Oh, go for it, Sasa. I'm totally kidding. Oh. <laughs> I just don't think he's like ready for bed. I would literally <laughs> crawl across this table like that girl crawling out of the ring movie. No. Is the goat goats are goats <laughs> well goats is so half bad. of a, I live on a farm with little goats well they're not always little tell me a story okay this <laughs> okay. week's fan story comes from rose t which is a really cool name i agree my potter story is a slightly different one i'm a really big fan i've read the books and watched the movies more times than i can count and even even traveled across continents to visit harry potter world at universal oh, nice. but up until this point, I have refused to read The Prisoner of Azkaban. What? People, people are often confused by this, and I have never really shared the story of why, but I'd like to share it with you guys. My grandpa gave me the first book for Christmas when I was quite young, at least too young to read it myself, so it sat on the shelf for a few years unopened. Around the, first time, around the time the first movie was announced, my dad started to read the book to me and my siblings, reading a chapter to us every night before we went to sleep. I completely fell in love with the Harry Potter world and everything about it, and it became such a huge bond between my dad, my siblings, and me. After the first movie was released, we started the second book straight away, and it didn't take long until we were on to the third. A few chapters into The Prisoner of Azkaban, my dad left the family quite abruptly. He moved to a different country and started a new life, and we didn't see him again. After this, the third book sat on the shelf unopened for years, just like the first initially had. I think a part of me didn't want to read ahead just in case he came back and still wanted to read it with us. Eventually, I started reading Harry Potter on my own, but I went straight into the Goblet of Fire. 
I never had it in me to go back and finish the book we had started together. I've watched the third movie many times, so I get the gist of what happened, but I know there's probably so much I missed by not reading The Prisoner of Azkaban. I bought it again recently, and I think I might finally pick it up and finish reading it a whole 17 years after I started, so my Potter story can finally be complete. Part of me is excited to finally read it, but I think it will be a sad moment, too, for the hopeful kid inside me who held on to fr- held out from finishing the book for all those years. Rose. Oh my gosh. I need to know if you finished the book. If you didn't, it's okay that I totally understand why you haven't. Mm-hmm. But if you did, I really want to know. Yeah. And if you haven't yet, maybe maybe finishing that will help you find a little bit of closure and, and mm-hmm. peace. Mm-hmm. You know, with and thank you for sharing that with us. That's like yeah. a huge thing to share yeah. and especially to share to um all of our listeners so we appreciate you and your story very much i'm sorry you had to go through that yeah and yeah what tiffany said i hope that if you choose to finish it it brings you closure and um i think that would be a lot of strength coming from you so Mm -hmm. yep thank you very much for sharing we still are taking stories get this yes. question all the time always taking email stories. is best can i tell my story no okay <laughs> you did on episode one <laughs> do you have a joke for me today i do i don't remember if we've told this one amongst ourselves but i don't think we've told it on the pod so but if okay. i did eh, deal with a double yeah. joke a where double joke. does dumbledore hide his army I don't know, Katie. Where does he hide his army? Up his sleevey. <laughs> I was going to say up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it took me, is it sleevey because it, it's an army? Literally took yeah. me a second to understand <laughs> what in the world <laughs> that meant. <laughs> oh, Brandon said I have told it. Sorry. I don't know where my book is, so I'm going off of like... I mean, a couple links online it and it's one. all just I, repeat I, ones. Your book is in the coffee table, I believe. Okay, good. Well, then from now on, <laughs> I will be grabbing Going from the appropriate the place. Yeah. All right. You can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. You can also join our Facebook groups. We have um, two Swish and Flick podcast group and Swisher support, which is more so for personal stuff to post and chat about. Um, both of them are super active and we love the groups so much. Um, so if you haven't joined them, I highly recommend because people are super kind in there and it is just the best. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Swish Flick cast and on Instagram at Swish Flick cast. Uh, you can follow your hosts. Myself and Katie are on Twitter at the Petrus family. Tiffany is on Instagram and Twitter as well at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, if you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon. I'm just saying we are kind of low on Slytherins in our Discord channel. So That's I would just right. like to More to put out for the best. <laughs> to put out that uh, we'd like to be we would like to be recruiting some Slytherin patrons, please and thank you. Um, we would appreciate it. It helps with our little house cup that we have going on every episode. Uh, 
Anyway, there's different levels that you can donate to us every month, anywhere from $2 up to $25, and they all give you different things, so just make sure that you read the description so that you know what you get with each level. I also want to give a huge thank you to two of our current patrons, um, Marcus and Vinny. I want to thank you guys so much for helping us really amp up our discord it has literally like been a game changer you guys are awesome you've created all of these like awesome new things you can choose your house you can choose your pronouns there's different chats to go into where you can talk about old episodes you could talk during the recording um i just love it and i just want to thank you guys so much it literally means a lot uh, especially for, I feel really old because I literally like knew nothing about Discord, and and they came to me with all these ideas, and I was like, uh, sure. But now mm-hmm. they like not only did they like take it to the next level, they like taught me, like took time out of their day to teach me how to do these things, and it just like it means a lot. So thank you very much. You guys rule. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, just saying, you get access to our Discord with Patreon, and it literally is the bomb. So it is. They have a lot of fun in there. <laughs> yes, for sure. And we have a lot of fun. And and I will say that with the Discord, like kind of like a little bit of a bonus perk if you become a patron. Um, we chat with them a little bit before we start and a lot of the times a little bit after we start. So yeah. It's fun. Tis fun. You can talk with us. We're real people. Are we? Well, sometimes I don't feel real. My dear, are a robot. <laughs> I'm actually half alien. Oh, my man. Well, you should know this. My there's father a hole is in an my alien. pants. Did you say there's a hole in your Tiffany, pants? Tiffany, is that what's up with your life right now? There's Would a hole you in your look pants? at it? Um, <laughs> um, what's up with my life? Well, I just started uh, work again today as this episode is being recorded. Yeah. Um, home for the first nine weeks after that tbd who knows so i bet I it'll s- get extended i sat a lot that's just today, which, my opinion what'd you say i said I, it's gonna get extended i think and that's what martinius thinks too biggie does too <laughs> yeah um so yeah i'm not used to sitting that long it's not really my cup of tea but um tomorrow i'm gonna try and really get out and walk at my lunch it helps man yeah Yeah. i'm gonna so i work out in the morning and my plan really is to not shut my alarm off but to actually like get up with it do my 30 minute like workout and then take fozzy for a walk that way like i'm all like i got i got a lot of like physical movement out so i'm not just sedentary i don't like it like right now it's driving me crazy yeah i don't know how i'm not obviously i work in a hospital so i very much don't have a desk job so like yeah. i don't know how people yeah sit all day. that's one of the great I things about teaching it. one of the great things about teaching is with it what nobody really talks about that i feel like i've discovered on my own not to say that nobody else discovered it because they probably did your day is chunked out so much that it goes like very fast so, like, you have periods where you have to teach mm-hmm. and you're trying to get your things in. So, it kind of makes your work day, like, flow. And then, um, 
I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I get to get up and like move around a lot. So that's, that's always a good thing. Um, but yeah, started work, working out. I tell you guys that if you follow me on Instagram, I do my stories in the morning. It's really, I only usually have time then. I've been cooking. I made this really yummy balsamic glazed chicken last night, and mm. I would definitely make it again. Marty, <laughs> I've always, he's such a good cook, and so I get really nervous, like, if I cook for him. And I was like, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? And he's like, I, I ate it over there. Like, he ate it before he sat down to eat. <laughs> he ate all of the chicken. So he's like, yeah, I liked it. And I also, like, doctored up these baked potatoes they were really really good but yeah that's kind of what I'm doing right now is like trying to figure out a schedule um hanging out with Alana which she is hilarious she's god she (laughs) she told me the other day so she watches this Coco Melon stuff on YouTube which is just like this animation that sings her songs and stuff she loves it parents probably know what I'm talking about so she goes to get off the couch and she looks at me and she stops she's halfway off the couch and she looks at me and she goes don't turn off my cocoa melon mama <laughs> I was like what <laughs> <laughs> like who are you the other day at, um, they were over and she had a cake pop she only ate half of it and I was like well I'll go put it in the fridge and she wanted to come with me and I said can I have some she goes no She's like, you can't have my cake pop. I go, that's okay. I go, let's put it in the fridge. I go, but don't forget it. I'm like, otherwise Papa's going to eat it. That's what she calls my dad. And so we go inside and she sees my dad because um, he's working from home now. And she's like, Papa, don't eat my cake pop. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, don't eat my cake pop. And I was like, we got to remember it's in there. <laughs> so I don't know if you oh did. Actually, did you bring it home? It's in the fridge. She, yeah, she didn't use today. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. Um, we've been getting some crazy storms here the past couple of days. Like there was a couple days ago, there was a super bad lightning storm, and Ooh, it was I've never seen anything. Like I've that never before. seen that many lightning that many lightnings like lightning. within. <laughs> a certain set of time like it was just like lightning lightning light like one after another and um it that storm got it hit rise of the resistance in hollywood studios and it hit haggard's motorbike so it's fun it's kind of it's not funny it sucks because like they've been closed (laughs) but because like they got hit but um it's been super rainy but that's just typical florida summer um and I'm trying to figure out like a routine a little bit, but right now it's just kind of consisted of trying to sit down and get work done and then taking little breaks, getting my eyes off of a computer, mm-hmm. hanging out with my mom while she's still here. Um, we hit up Animal Kingdom for like literally an hour and a half today. That was kind of fun. We literally just like got lunch and walked around and left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if any, I don't know. Let's see. I can plug my fairy tale journeys by Megan. If anybody wants to plan a vacation during the pandemic, I'm Ooh. here for you. Um, no, but honestly, like, you know, I can book things next year. 
doesn't have to be now. We can. It's, and it's free. It is. It's no cost. But you get all my knowledge, which <laughs> is probably way more than I should have on theme parks. But here I am. Got a lot of it. So, yeah. Kate. Um, yeah, basically, mainly, I think I'm just trying to establish a routine, which I think, fingers crossed, I'm diligently working on one. Um, I feel hopeful about it. So, but yeah, just living life, man. Being a really bad cat mom right now, because Iggy's mad. Oh, Teddy's staring at me. That was really scary to turn my chair around to. Whew. <laughs> oh, and also, speaking of my routine... Anybody needs any kind of design work done at all. I mean, greeting cards, logos, um, invitations, wedding stuff. I don't know. Anything you can think of that somebody needs to design for you, I could probably figure it out. Me and Meg both. So hit us up if you're interested. <laughs> that would be at, I would probably help you at Whimsy Creative Design. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. Um... I literally am doing nothing. Um, just living my life every day. Uh, I will ask you to s- still keep my mom in your thoughts, prayers, good vibes, all that stuff. Um, and then for lack of me having anything in my life going on, um, you should, if you are not a registered voter, go vote. Um, not go vote, go register. Go register. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's important. And if you want to mail in ballots, uh, request one early like yeah. now i requested mine today yeah so also support usps because you know they're a great public service and every yeah. time i go in there they're super nice and inexpensive and yeah things we got to do for this country um i will tell you about this cool shirt i bought so inkwells i don't know if you guys have ever heard it's like this company that has like um they've got like shirts and sweatshirts and like I think pins and, but I know they have stickers. Um, I think they have some pins and like some mugs, but I just bought myself and um, like three of my friends, like my sister um, and then my best friend, Jen and my friend, Joelle, I bought us all t-shirts from this website. Um, I just had to make sure I want to like read to you what it is. They have a cute shirt that says read and vote. And oh, I keep going to the same thing. And uh, until like, I think it's till October, Inkwell Threads is the website. I follow them on Instagram too. But they have a shirt that says, um, read and vote. It's super cute. And 100% of the proceeds through October, through the end of October, they're going to be split evenly between like spread the vote and black voters matter. Um, so I bought four shirts. <laughs> they're like 29, they're $29. Um, and I don't think there was any shipping or tax on it when I bought them. Um, but they have other really cute, like just cute designs. Cause there's another, I almost bought a sweatshirt and I literally stopped myself cause it has, it's like a blue sweatshirt and it says one more chapter, one more chapter, one more chapter. Um, and they have like another one that says like read more books, but their stuff is very cute. Um, what is so. it called again? Inkwell yeah. Threads. They um threads. they get me they I have ads for them on my Instagram. 
So do I. And then I, well, yeah. I saw that shirt and I was like, oh, I, and I shared it actually on my Instagram story. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. buy this. And then I thought like I, my sister's birthday is actually this coming Friday. Um, so I was like, I'll buy her that. And, um, I also bought her something else, but I just thought it was like a great way to buy like support a cute company, support a good cause. Um, cause honestly voting is important. Um, and this month is going to be the hundredth anniversary of women getting the right to vote. So we yes. as to celebrate that. Cause that's an amazing thing that, that we is amazing. have that right and that ability and we should exercise it. Bananas that we didn't before, but it's not a mobile. Correct. Actually, it is my business. Uh, That's awesome. That it's only been a hundred years. Men have had the right to vote for a lot longer than that. But I don't have any um, tea to set. She drank it all. <laughs> I'll sip some water. I always like. I was, there was something where it's like they're talking about suffrage. They're, it's. Sounds horrible, but it's actually a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also wanted to really quickly tell everybody that we did get a new P.O. box. I know that some people had reached out to me before we were moving and asked if it was changing. um, And it did change. So we I mean, like if something accidentally gets sent to the old one, it's not a big deal to like, don't freak out or something. If you sent something there, we will still get it. It's okay. Um, but our new PO box is PO box six, nine, zero, six, nine, seven, Orlando, Florida, three, two, eight, six, nine. And if you're sending something that's for the four of us, that's okay to send it here. If something like that happens, I will just like, gradually put a little box together to send up to Tiffany and Sarah so they will they will get it and just (laughs) yeah and also like just thank you to everybody who has ever sent us something Uh, we appreciate it so much and we try our hardest to reach out to every person that does send us something and thank you for it. Um, but I just want, in case anything has slipped through the chat, is s- slipped through the cracks, just a big general thank you. It warms our so hearts. So much. It warms so our much. hearts Absolutely. a lot. All right. What is this for? Hmm. Ugh, for no, for Hagrid. Be- and something for Hagrid. Voting. Or you yeah, can do I like happiness that too. and Hagrid. But right. Hagrid would tell you those. to exercise your right to vote. He would. He would. Because it's important. And it matters. For Hagrid and voting. <laughs> For Hagrid and voting. <laughs> <laughs> That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Thank you.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.